0: Hey, man! This is Brian Carpenter. Why are you laughing already?
1: Uh, I didn't have the mics on. Oh, he
0: didn't have the mics on. I have to do it again. Folks at home, (laughs) uh, if you could read lips, you would you would have known that. But folks at home, folks at home, this is show eight already. Ike live show eight, dude. That was quick. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Appreciate that. Man, how time flies. This has been fun. This has been an interesting process. Uh, It's been a learning experience, and we've had a lot of fun. And that was the key to this whole show in the beginning. By the way, let me tell you who's in the studio real quick. Sitting to my right. As always, good friend, co-host, Pete Glusick. Pete, good in the to house be here. tonight. Thanks for having me. Good job at Lake Sinclair. We're going to talk a little bit more about that, but Thank I you. want to tell Thank you, a good
2: job. Thank you very Great much. Great job. Fun uh, up there this week.
0: And then, of course, uh, over here on the casting couch, if we can get Brian to uh, cue up the casting couch, he's talking on the phone. Dave Brodzik in the house, <laughs> a.k.a. Fatty. Fathead. <laughs> might
3: have to get Dave a new shirt, because he's, bleaching he's, he's out. pretty
0: washed out. That's okay. We'll, we'll, get, we'll get him to stand up a little later. That's okay. We don't care if he's washed out. Yeah, we can see his head fine. <laughs> his head is actually almost the entire That's screen, right. so Talking it's okay. Loud and clear. Yeah, and then uh, of course uh, in the back, in the back we've got Brian the Carpenter and my wife Becky. Say hi, Beck. Say hi to everybody. I'll clap, baby. Okay, you're not talking you at the mic, won't. that was good. <laughs> uh, man, we got a very dynamic show in store for you tonight. We've got some amazing guests. We've got Greg Hackney, the Hack Attack. Hack on fire. On fire. Currently leading Aoy Points uh, going into the last event, so we're going to be talking to Hack Attack. And a really cool, non-traditional guest, friend of the show. Brian Bickle from the Chicago Blackhawks is wow. going to be on the show tonight. Wow.
2: That's, just, that's the, another pro athlete. Another Ike pro Live.
0: athlete on Ike Live. And by the way, he's a badass fisherman. We're going we're to talk to him about his fishing
2: skills. He nice. can fish. He's a Canadian. They're born to fish and play hockey and that's it. Did you happen to see Trent Cole cause a fumble in the fourth quarter? I didn't see that. Yes. We... Another friend of the show. Yeah, did a big did a big deal. Caused the fumble. Wow. Ran in, I, I forget who picked it up. I was listening to it at that point on Y S P. So, um, but yeah, picked it up, ran it for a touchdown, so That's our, unbelievable. Our, good our good board. job, Trent. If you're
0: watching, good job, man. We love it. That was that was awesome. Uh and as we always do before we start the show, we want to do some tributes, and, and we're going to add one this week. But as always, uh, big thank you to the military, active veterans, man, thank you guys, men and women, for what you do, protect the country. We, we appreciate you so much. Uh, firemen, policemen, EMTs, thank you guys, man, awesome, awesome, and. Uh, this is a big one. I'm actually getting emotional just thinking about it. Um, we're on the heels of something really big here coming up Thursday. I think it's Thursday, right? Is it Thursday, Dave? Yeah, deal. Thursday. We're on the heels of 9/11. 9/11. Yep. 9/11. That's right. Uh, y- you know, big, uh, big moment. In everyone's lives changed the world. You know, 9/11. And uh, want to talk? Want to talk a little bit about that, Dave? Want to talk a little bit about it, Bry? Um, I want to talk about. Let's hear your experiences of of when it happened, where you were. And I think everybody uh, has been affected by it in some way. Whether you've, you've known someone that was there, or you know some of the first responders, or just... You know
2: the story of where you were. Let's hear yours, Pete. Where where were you at nine eleven? You know, I, I think I probably was one of the last people in the country to know about it. I was uh, competing in a tournament on Thousand Islands, <laughs> and um, it, it was a practice day. Yeah. Uh, I think two days prior to the tournament getting kicked off, I remember I was out on Lake Ontario. I was fishing around Fox and Grenadier Islands. I was putting in one of those marathon days like we do. Yes. Uh, sunrise to sunset. A cell phone was buried in my boat protecting it from the big waves I know nothing and um, you know I just noticed weird thing happening throughout the day I was the only one on the water Yep. Like everybody else must have been notified, and and uh, they had you know gotten off the water to try to digest what what had happened. Yeah. Maybe they had loved ones. Maybe somebody yep. was. I don't know, but it was like it it was gone. And I was out there, and I thought it was pretty cool because I had all the you yeah. know community holes and myself. I, I can relate to this. I got a similar story, but that's that's unbelievable. Uh, well, one of the weirdest part was I get in. And I get on my cell phone, finally, I fire it up, and the messages are blown up. And for for five minutes, I listened to messages from everybody that was close to me, huh. and I still didn't know what was going on, because they are like, oh my God, you got to call me. Oh my God, you're not going to believe what happened. And yeah. But nobody actually said what happened, and I'm listening to the radio, and it's like nine o'clock at night. They're still not telling me cause what happened, because it's already old news at that point. Yeah. But yeah, finally, when I heard about it, it you know, obviously... It, it was life-changing and completely emotional. I was I was speechless for yeah. an hour, you know, just trying to figure out what took place. And I, I knew people that were right there in the heart of what took place. So yeah. it was hard. Yeah.
4: Dave, we want to hear your story. Yeah, for me, I, at the time it happened, I was teaching at the police academy. And I was on my way driving home, and I put on Howard Stern. Right before the second plane hit the tower. But I didn't quite understand what I was listening to. Like most times when we listen to Howard Stern, I thought I had a best of show. I thought I was listening to a best of in 1993 when they blew it up with a truck bomb or tried to blow up a truck bomb. And it wasn't until the second plane hit and Howard completely freaked out that I realized we were under attack. Wow. You know, it
0: was was pretty
4: strange, you know. It's just like so surreal. 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 Uh,
0: That's a good word because it was surreal it was surreal by the carpenter <clears throat> we can't see, but we
1: want to hear your story. Yeah, we're working through some technical issues back here, as usual. I mean, what's a show without <laughs> major uh, equipment malfunction? Yeah. But I was, mine was similar to Dave's. You know, it was—it's uh, funny. It was—it was Howard Stern on the way to work in the morning, and you know, just listening to him driving in. I was actually uh, doing Old Man Rick's kitchen, Rick Mashinsky. Yeah. and uh, yeah. got to his house and put the TV on, and me, uh, me, Rick, and my brother stood there for. Two hours watching TV, never picked up a tool, and then finally just went home like in total shock. It was it yeah crazy. It
0: was crazy. It was crazy. It was uh, and and I'll tell you my story real quick. It was uh, similar to yours, Pete, where I was practicing for the FLW Championship. I remember that on Lake Champlain, uh, having an amazing practice. Same thing, marathon practice day, and the thing that I remember is. That same thing you're talking about. Not a lot of boats, but this eerie, weird, like quietness hmm. on Lake Champlain. Lake Champlain's huge. There's all this stuff going on. There's boats. There's noise. There's this energy, and it was it was vacant. It was just very empty and quiet, and it was weird. Almost like you knew something was happening, but you didn't know. Yeah. And then uh, and then I vividly remember getting off the water, and It just, you know, it hits you. You know, the people are, you know, my family was there, so my mom, my uncle, my grandmom was alive at the time, and I remember they were just devastated. You know, everyone was just devastated watching this because you knew that this was going to change everything for forever.
4: I just remember all the people holding up the pictures of their family members, like just begging you if you saw them, call this number. And it was just, uh, man, so many different emotions ran through you from just sadness to vengeance. I mean, it was just... uh, yeah my god I hope that no one no one we know ever has to experience it yeah.
2: again yeah. yeah it 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 was rough it i remember- was... I remember wanting to get home to my family and you' were fortunate yes. that you were with your family yep. mostly at that time because I wasn't I was right. up there by myself and uh I couldn't go home yeah. We, uh, you know, all the roads were closed. Hey, because, you know, I, I live in New Jersey. Obviously, you got to drive right past New York City to get to my house. Yeah. And uh, all the high major highways were shut down. So yeah. there was absolutely nothing for me to do Yeah. but to sit in my cabin yeah. uh, for a couple of days before I could come home. And it was scary for everyone in
0: the United States. I, I don't want to downplay that. But I think for people in the Northeast... I think it was a, it was a scary thing because you didn't know what was next you know it was like What's next? You know, well, and, and we're, we're in the Northeast, so it, funny, was, it was a scary thing. Funny you
4: should say that. At the time it happened, I was working up in the chief's wing at the police department, and we found out about a couple hard targets that we didn't even know existed in the city that we had to go watch to make sure that they were afraid of, like, some Oklahoma City-type bombings, rented vehicles yep. coming up with explosives. And yeah. So, but you know, without revealing what they are, there were a couple hard targets, like, right under our noses. Second, living in Audubon, New Jersey, where I live, we're right underneath the, right underneath the Philadelphia Internet airports landed. There were still two planes that they had thought we're missing. I mean, there was a whole thing about two more planes missing. Yeah. Then we find out about the, the flight going down in Pennsylvania, Yeah. and I called my wife, Melanie, and I told her to go get our youngest one, Jack, and I'm like, get her out of school right now. Yeah. Like, at least if one floor goes down, you know, we, we don't have to worry about her in school. You know? right. It was just crazy, man. Like, you're evacuating your family
0: from home, something like from school, something you never thought you'd have to do in our country it in was our a, lifetime. It was a scary time. Beck, let's hear yours, because you were living in Washington, D.C. at the time. Yes, I was. Was. Let, let's hear your story.
3: Uh, I, I was at work, um, and we had an early morning manager's meeting, and I just remember everyone was calling in to us, because we didn't know what was going on. We didn't have TV. We were in a meeting. Uh, everyone kept calling in saying, you know, this plane crash happened, this plane crash, and so we we're all like, oh, that's tragic. It's horrible, but we went on, and then the second crash happened, and then everyone started to panic a little bit, and then it wasn't long after that the Pentagon got hit, and all phones went out. There was wow. You couldn't call a soul. Yeah. Yeah. it Whoa. all lines went dead and it was probably one of the scariest things yeah to to be there because you you couldn't even call anyone to make sure they were okay You didn't know where anyone was like and you feel all lost, you knew, yeah. You feel lost. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that was scary yeah. Very scary
0: that, that's amazing so you know I, I think what we're gonna do is uh uh we want to hear your stories, too. You know, we've got a long show here, so, uh, you know, hit us up on Twitter, uh, at Mike underscore uh, Iconelli on Twitter, uh, instant feedback, or or we're going to have a number for you here in a second. Call in. We want to hear your stories, too, about how you guys were affected by 9-11, where you were, your memories of, of what happened uh, at that time, and, uh, you know, just uh, amazing how, how that, uh, that changed the world, you know, but... Uh, uh, let, let's move on to the show. Let's move on to the show. Let's, let's pick up the pace a little bit. Let's, let's change the, uh, the tone of the show. And we're going to get to one of my favorite parts, Ike Live... The Hot Topic. Hot Topic. And the Hot Topic's presented by Bass Talk Live. Mark Jeffries at the Bass Zone. We love Mark. Our buddy Mark. He might actually be on the show later. Mark's out at the U.S. Open covering that. Ah. So we may try to get him on the phone in a little bit. But uh, uh, let's talk about the Hot Topic. Do we have any sound effects right now, Bri, or are you too busy doing other stuff back there? Too bad. All right, I can't even hear you. So. Have you ever Have you ever fished the U.S. Open? I've never fished U.S. Open. That's that's one of those events I keep wanting to get to, Me and too. and uh, haven't made it out there yet.
2: I'd love to. I love that lake. I fished Lake Mead before. I've never fished the lake. Wow, it's really it's gin clear, crystal yep. clear water. It's right up our alley. Yeah, and uh, it's got an awful lot of fish in it. <laughs> Thank you. That's for you, Pete. Good uh, work, Brian. So I, hey, there's a sound effect. It's late. Yeah. But who cares? It's all
0: right. It's all right. So let's get in. Let's get in the hot topic. And we've got kind of a dual hot topic this week. Kind of a double-sided hot topic. Uh, but the first part of it is. Can we get a crotch shot on this, Bry? Or do you want to just show yours? Uh, actually, Mark's still
1: uh, hacked into our system here. So oh, we can just delay for another five minutes. Oh, okay. Uh, all right. Mark's so. running the show from a remote location.
0: Oh, okay. All right. So we won't worry about the crotch cam. The first part of the hot topic this week is what I'm holding my hand. Mm. Bass released their 2015 schedule, and we want to talk a little bit about some of the locations on here. We want to get your thought. We want to get Dave's thought. We want to get everybody's thoughts on some of these places. But the second part to the hot topic this week, because the schedule actually starts with the Classic, Classic's going to be on Hartwell this year in South Carolina. I want to talk to you a little bit about Kevin Van Dam, KVD, not making the Classic this year. Huge, huge. I mean, let's start with that. Let's
2: start with that. Let's start with that, Pete.
0: I mean, this is
2: this is not a normal thing. This it's monumental. I mean, uh, you know what Rick's got. The record, and you got to assume Rick Klon is going to have the record forever. Yeah. Now, uh,
0: Rick's, Rick's uh, watching you right there, from right there. That's Rick. <laughs> picture <of> Rick right there. <laughs> yeah, uh, hey,
4: what's his aka, Mike, Uncle Don? Uh, there he is. Rick Klon, aka. Uh,
0: aka Dicky Clang. Clang.
2: Well, with 28 in a row, I mean that's uh, you know we uh, we all thought that Kevin would probably get it yeah. and pass it. I mean no doubt. he's, he's on. Unbelievable! I think uh, you know he finished what fifty something in the standings this year. Just just barely missed it. Yeah. I think his second worst finish in the Angler of the Year race was twenty sixth, and I think he's been in the top ten every other time. Um, you know, it, it's an amazing, amazing career, amazing record, and it's uh, you know, it's it's, it's it's I just can't believe he missed it. I just right. you know, and and I and be honest with you, I mean, I kind of I kind of fault bass. On this one, a little bit. Wow! How's that? I that fall I, bass. I, I, want, I want to hear this. Well, I tell you right now, I'm a little. I'm a little. You fought bass. I'm a little P.O.'d that his second place finish ah. at the Bass Fest. Did not count in the points, and Good he would fight. have easily coasted into a classic position had that counted that's a great that 's a great point i don 't know why i mean I guess they didn 't give it points because they let the open anglers in and they you know they let a few you know wild cards in yeah, That's and, and exactly maybe why though Pete how many other guys would have benefited from that as well yeah but it 's easily to remove their finishes from the point standings. You know, and still credit the guy, the, uh, the elite guys for competing. But they interfere. Look, no, well, they, that's why Bass
4: got rid of the co-angler for that same reason, because they interfere with the end
2: game. Duh, you know, I don't know. I yeah. I, I, just, I I I say if you're gonna have a, if you're gonna have an event of yeah. that level, that magnitude, you find a way right. to credit the guys' finishes. Find will, a way.
0: I will say this: next year, and we'll talk about this as we talk about the schedule. They're counting Bass Fest as a points event. Next okay. year,
2: next year. There you go, Pete. So a valid point, Pete. Nicely done, Bass. Okay, so you but play... un- unfortunately uh, there you go. You know, KBD is the uh, you know the lucky or unlucky loser for for you know having to deal with it this year. Right. It's, it's unfortunate. I, I want to know, especially let me let me hear let me hear your opinion on this,
0: Dave, because you're you know you're a fan as much as you are a tournament guy. What how 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 do you feel like this is going to affect? The sport of fishing. Kevin didn't make the classic. How's this going to affect fishing? Well, first off, I almost feel out of my league
4: to even comment about anything that he's failed at. <laughs> he's
5: he, he, you know,
4: we're talking about like the, the, the Joe Montana of bass fishing. You know, Kevin Van Dam. He's he's the, you know one of the faces on the mountain Rushmore of bass fishing. I would just watch out next year because when someone of at his level, competition-wise, fails, they come back. They come back strong, man. Yeah. I would watch for him next year.
2: Oh, absolutely. To redo it all.
4: I mean, yeah. have one of those kind of years he did the year he won the Classic Angler. Yeah. I, nope. mean, I, I would look for that.
2: I I agree with you, and it's funny you say that because I was just reading uh, something on Bass Fan with uh, with Ish's. Um, Ish had an article or comment about Denny Brower was giving him advice, and Denny, <laughs> Denny, Denny said uh, something to the effect He just said. He said my best years have almost always come. After I've had you know one of my worst years, yeah, and that's a sign of a true champion. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Well, that, you know that leads me to, to a comment I want to make, uh,
0: and, and I'll, pro- I'll probably get a little bit of heat on this. I'm just I'm going to say it. Uh, <laughs> I think, in my opinion, this is my opinion. Don't sue me for this. I think not making the classic is the best thing that could ever happen to Kevin Van Dam. You ready? I'm gonna justify it now. I think not making the classic is the best thing that could ever happen to him, from the standpoint. <laughs> from the standpoint that it makes him human. Yeah, no doubt. You know,
3: it, you're biting my. I words. am biting your.
0: I, I'm biting your words because Becky and I talked about this a lot. It does humanize Kevin mm. to a certain uh, standpoint. You know, gosh, he's so good. He's so dominant. He's so much better than everyone else. It almost kind of brought him out of being a regular dude. A regular angler. And now, he didn't make the Classic. He had some bad events. People all of a sudden now say, he's not a robot. He's a regular dude. He can have a bad event. He didn't make the... He's a normal guy. He, he's He's human. Yeah. I think that's great for... I think it's great for his fans and people relating to Kevin as a person. I think, I think it's great. I
4: think it's also a testament of how good each angler is on the elite level. That Kevin Van Dam gets knocked out of the tournament. He's not even in the
2: parade. Yep. You know, I mean, that's
4: how good these
2: guys are. Yep. They're really good. They're really good. <laughs> I'm just gonna say, I mean, it does humanize him a little bit, but it, it, the, the dude is a, is a machine. I still think he's still like you said, he's his he's on Rushmore. He's, he is. He's so far advanced over what a lot of guys. Do you know who's in second place? What is the what is the second place running uh, classic? Like is it 15? Is it is it Gary Klein? I don't know. Who, who's and Roland Martin up there? Probably Roland, probably Klein. I, I don't know. Well, who's there. got a current running list of consecutive oh. classics? Who's in second? What do you, Where are you at in <laughs> consecutives? Do you know? I'm, I think I've made every one since...
3: You missed one.
2: I missed
0: one. I've missed one since 99. Right. So yeah. I'm, I'm somewhere up there, but yeah. it's, it's
2: tough. It's tough to maintain. Well, how? Uh, so I guess we got to figure... Uh, Kevin is my age. I'm 47, so he's going to have to be... <laughs> 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 he's gonna. He's gonna have to. He's gonna have to live and compete until what seventy something to to take the record. Wow. So I think. How about it, man? I don't know if I want to do that. No. I don't know if I want
1: God.
0: to. uh Brian DeCarpenter. Yes, sir. Do we? Can we put a number up, or do we have our instant feedback? Up and running. Is that stuff running? So I want to hear people's thoughts on this. Can we put a phone number up here? We can start getting some calls.
3: The Twitter is working. Okay. We've got feedback. Um,
0: We've got instant Comfort feedback.
3: Live is coming. The the instant feedback's coming in just a minute. Okay. Um, but we do have a couple. Uh, r- great things coming on Twitter. Okay.
0: Okay. So uh, again, if you uh, we want to hear your comments about. Kevin not making the classic uh, phone numbers right there on the screen. Give us a call, toll free number. We want to hear your thoughts. Uh, send us a message on Twitter, or we're going to have our instant messaging up here in a second. Uh, Brian the Carpenter is is slacking as usual back here. Are we going go uh, to go over the schedule? We're going to go over the schedule, but I but I still want to I still want to hear people's thoughts about Kevin. Uh, but you know I, I'll end it on Kevin, and we'll jump into this by saying you're right, Pete. The guy could never make another classic, or win another event the rest of his career, and he's still by far the best angler that ever lived. Yeah. And, and nothing will change that. Nothing will ever change that.
2: Well, is that true? Is that true?
4: Bush won. Bush won was president the last time Van Damme... The first time Van Damme went to the Classic. Bush won? Yeah. Wow. That's back when actual full Bush was still in style. Yeah, no, nah, yeah, Mother Earth Bush was very popular back then. I don't know what you're talking about.
2: <laughs> <laughs> we're going to leave that bag. We're not going to get a specific set. So, I mean, let, let's have, let's let's have that conversation. Well, unless, no, not you would, about, unless you would like to continue no, down that path. No, part. I don't want to talk about Bush. Like after, after hours. Yeah, after that's like after right, right. hours. You know, it, he is the greatest, but Rick Clon's got the record. Right. Rick Clon's got four classics. Kevin's got four classics. Yep. How many wins does Rick have versus Kevin's wins? Yeah. John Elway made how many Super Bowls?
4: Think about it. He made four Super Bowls. Yep. He didn't win any of them. Yeah, so you you got to win it. You got to go out and you got to win the big one to be the big dog, and that's what Van Dam is.
2: Well, I'm I'm just saying Rick Klunz in that conversation. Yeah, he is. Yeah. You know he's he's definitely there. Uh, yeah. Roland's got the nine Angler of the Year titles, and he's he's got 19 wins. Yep. Uh, now Kevin's got a bunch of wins too, but a lot of a lot of his wins are those, you know, where there was less people in the field, right. you know, and that kind of stuff. So right. did they get weighted as much as full? Field wins, you know. But uh, who who else is? Well, who else is in that conversation? Danny Brower, maybe uh, multiple. Rick um, Hank Parker would have to be Hank, up there. Hank in Parker his time. George yeah. George Cochran. George Cochran winning For... winning all over the place. And Fritz put Fritz, Fritz up there. Yeah. You know, but you know but, the reality of it is is you know
0: it, records are going to be broken. Better athletes are going to emerge. And that's the progression of any sport. Mm-hmm. We're going to see, we're going to see, I don't know if in our lifetime, how old are you again? 58? Uh, no,
2: no doubt. 28.
0: We're going yeah. to probably see an angler as good or better than Kevin before, before we're. You, you, you never know. Think about it, Dave. We might see that guy. Jacob Wheeler. Could be.
4: Right? I like Palnik. I mean if I'm gonna, I'm gonna say Palinick if I'm Could gonna go be. with anybody I, but I, I, Justin
0: Lucas.
2: Could be. I I would have to say Brent Ayler is Ehler. exhibited the, the steady the steady thing what, that, that but Kevin did. What about
0: non guys? What about Andy Morgan?
4: But hold on, listen, hold on. Van Damme's prominence came before the technology era all these young guys it's much more evened out now it's going to be spread out much more than it was when Van Damme was wiping everybody
1: up could be could Maybe. be Brian DeCarpenter I heard a phone ring we have a caller we do we have Mason he wants to comment on uh, KVD okay Mason
0: how you doing tonight where are you calling from man hey Mike uh, I'm calling from Charlotte North Carolina how you doing yes sir how are you doing tonight I'm good What's your question, Mason? Talking about Kevin? Yeah, I was calling it about Kevin Van Dam. What's your thoughts? Um, I think Kevin
6: not making the classic is. Um, I agree completely with what you said about him kind of being brought down a little bit to the human level, level as a mortal. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I just think that, you know, I think it's better for the sport because the other day Fisherman is kind of, you know, just. You know, half the guys don't even have boats, so to see someone at that level kind of not make the Super Bowl bass fishing is kind of gives everyone else hope in that, you know, I can compete with that guy.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. At the end of the day, it's fishing. You're competing against a fish, and that fish doesn't care who's up there. You know what I mean? And That's what, exactly. I, lo- that's what I love about this story. I mean, at the exactly. end of the day, it's fishing. You have bad days. You have good days. And, I, and, and again, I think you're right, Mason. I think it, it has has brought him, I don't want to say brought him down, but I want to say it's made him human. It's made him mute. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying
6: obviously he is unreal, um, but I mean it's brought him down a little bit to the point where I feel like he kind
7: of has to regroup and uh, kind of get everything in a row and be like, wait, I'm not just going to float in here, and I kind of have to rethink everything, kind of like everyone else has to do.
2: Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I think that's an interesting comment, and he kind of spurred something in in my mind, and and it's kind of along these lines: is it's it's kind of given the other competitors uh, that are at that top top level. A Additional, like wait a minute, he's got a little kryptonite, yeah. you know. Like, yes. like remember when Tiger Woods was dominating everything, and then his, he went and banged like fifty chicks, <laughs> and then he got bashed in the head with a club, <laughs> with a golf club. <laughs> but <laughs> you guys keep going off topic. Sorry, I'm sorry, but, when, when guys would get on the golf course, when guys would get in that final pairing with him, it was it was too much mental to overcome. Yeah. He would he would basically just beat him by his presence. There, yeah. yeah, and now guys that you know may have felt that way, maybe maybe now feel like okay, you know, maybe maybe he is beatable. Maybe I maybe I can beat this guy on the final day yeah. in the finals. And I think I think given that competition, that little edge is, it's really not something he wants to do. Right. Well, but that might might have happened good here. Point. Good here's point. Here's one more
4: element, though, Mike, and you can you can attest
2: to this: the top five or six
4: guys, you're one of them are in so many other directions other than going out and practicing and fishing how much how much is left of your capacity to dedicate yourself to the trade Good point. He, he's, he's the top dog. Spread man. thin. It's yeah. him, and then like at it, it, it about six, and then it plateaus out, man. And these guys are in so many different directions. Yeah. You know, maybe he knocks a few things out next year, and
2: he gets right back to what he was doing five, six years ago, and he was killing everybody. Yeah. It's so hard to maintain, and that's what makes his accomplishments so amazing. How do you maintain that peak level of performance yeah. for twenty-four years? Yeah, man, he's amazing. It's in any other sport, has that happened? 24 know. years that's of crazy. dominance. now. that's crazy <laughs> about that. All right, <laughs> okay. we got another caller here. We'll oh, more by the
1: on way, the, uh, KVD comp. Okay. Uh, topic. Who's on the phone now? Paul from North uh, Carolina, Kakalaka.
0: Okay, Paul, <laughs> NC. How you doing tonight, Paul? Hey, I'm doing great. How you doing? Good. Good to hear from you tonight, man. What's your thoughts? You want to talk about KVD? Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, first of all, I'm a huge fan of yours. Um, Thank you. And uh, I, don't,
6: I don't want to. Uh, you, know, you can't discredit um KVD um even though I'm, I'm not a really a, a big KVD fan but um you know what he's accomplished in bass fishing can't be denied right. and I think I think you hit the nail on the head um no matter even if he doesn't win another tournament from here on out I mean he's he's still going to be one of the greatest talents ever to you know Absolutely. to a rod but Absolutely. um but I think that, um, you know, he's, him not making the classic, it, you know, just, I don't want to beat a dead horse, but, you know, it, like the last caller said uh... It, it makes them human and it makes you know people like myself who's an amateur angler you know it's like hey you know this guy if, if he can be defeated then it, it kind of like makes us feel like hey we, we can we can do something
0: too you know it's uh... it's, it's, just, it's a classic david and goliath story here right absolutely, absolutely absolutely you can knock the guy down anybody can you're an average dude you can go out and fish like this guy, you know, yeah, yeah, you know that's what that's what
6: bass fishing is it's so great because, um all the variables are the same, you know, all these guys are fishing the same bodies of water, um why is one guy catching them and the next guy's not, you know, and k v d seems to be able he's the guy that no matter what, he goes out and catches them, you know, and everybody yes, you know love him or hate him um you you can't discredit what his talent does, and those that's what separates the you know, the the guys that, you know, it's the consistency, and, and that's really what separates the good guys from the great guys, and KVD's just one of those consistent guys, you know, and, but him not making the classic, it's like, wow, this guy, you know, he, just like you, you said it perfect. he's human, you know, and that's yeah. just, you know, that, that's my two cents, really, I uh, just wanted to call in and, and say that. Um Yeah. But um yeah huge fan man love
0: you man appreciate it. thanks for the call and and, he, and he's right he's human he 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 farts he drinks beer He's an average dude. He's he's a regular guy.
2: I, I like the fact that w- what came out of that was that, that there's all different types of people out there that can do this sport, you know. Yep. And there's you know old guys and young guys and you know it's it's uh, our sport is comprised of a lot of different things. But the most important thing, which is I think where Kevin always has thrived, is that is that what's between the ears, you know that mental men- that mental toughness, mental side that uh, that Very he exhibits that. that he exhibits in every Every scenario, from lost fish to dealing with bad tournaments, and yeah. and we're going to see how his mental toughness carries him through yeah. missing the classic. Yeah. But I, I don't, that's why I don't expect to see, you know, him falter too much as you move forward because he's just he's just too mentally tough, and yeah. uh, and that's got to be one of the biggest parts to being a great great angler. Absolutely, absolutely for sure. Uh, Becky, what do you got back there?
3: All right, we've got a lot of Twitter feed on this, which is awesome. Okay. Uh, everyone, check out Mike underscore Iconelli to give some input tonight. Yes. But we definitely have some different views here. We've got Brian Bell, KVD, not making the classic is like sitting at the dinner table on Thanksgiving eating duck.
2: <laughs> <laughs> wow, good good comment, Brian Bell. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, is his presence going to be missed at the classic? Man, probably you not. Know. <laughs> yeah. If you All know. right, hold on, yeah. I got
3: more. Okay. We got a few others, uh, like Jason agrees with Mike. It makes him human. Um, You know, David, he thinks KBD missing the classic is okay for the sport and doesn't hurt anything. Uh, There's also a mention of uh, from Bill Ryland. I think Kevin Van Dam not making the classic is a great opportunity for other lesser-known anglers to have their name out there.
0: That's true. That's true, and it kind of reiterates what you said. You know, it's uh, it, it, you know, it's a hole. People can kind of climb up a rung of the ladder because Kevin didn't make it. Mm-hmm. It's okay. It's okay. Hey, the bottom line is, the world's the fishing world's not going to end because Kevin didn't make it. If I didn't make it, in my mind the fishing world would have ended. I would have oh, yeah. been devastated. <laughs> and but, 40 rods would be cracked in there. Yeah, <laughs> uh, this whole studio would have been freaking yeah. ripped down. There wouldn't have been much left. <laughs> <Yeah>. Wow. Uh, <laughs> uh, Beck, we hear you talking. You gotta, I can hear you talking, Beck. Just thought I'd say uh, let, 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 let's do this. Let's move on. Some great feedback from Twitter and, and, and callers. Appreciate that. Let's move on. Here's what I want to do. I want to go over the schedule real quick. Let's spend about five minutes on it. And then I'm going to have uh, Brian the Carpenter dial up our guest tonight. Yeah, uh, I need that number. Yeah, uh, <laughs> when you get a chance, I'll come out and get this. I yeah, have email to, that to me. Yeah, I can't email to you, but you okay. can come get the phone. Okay. Um, let's go over the schedule real quick, and, and we'll do the same thing. If you've got a comment... Or a question or anything about one of these lakes on the schedule. Let us know. Mike underscore Iken Elliott Twitter. Hit us up on our instant feedback right on the site. Or, of course, you can call the number you see on the screen right here. But here it goes. You ready? We'll be quick with this. Uh, Bassmaster Classic, Lake Hartwell. We talked about that. Tournament number one, Sabine River. Back to Sabine River in Texas, March 19th, 22nd. Uh, Let me start on that one that's where I freaking put the boat up in the woods nice i want to have s- that was another uh, dish breaking there were no dishes you have tree tree branches breaking all right that one's better nothing blew up but uh and the boat didn't break nothing that boat, broke. boat ran strong right the after boat the words ran too, strong man. shout out to bass cat yes man y'all build an amazing boat uh man i i uh i just want to personally say I'm looking forward to getting back sabine for revenge Seriously. That mm-hmm. was a tough tournament for me. I won't revenge. Mm-hmm. Tournament number two. Here's a good one. Yeah. Gunnersville Lake. Is that, that
2: going to be a spawn fest? What is April Sabine? bring in Gunnersville? Oh, Gunnersville.
0: I think there are going to be spawners. I think you're going to see a little bit of each. You're going to see prees and spawners. Gunnersville, April 9th to 12th. The G-Ville, Pete. I mean, come on. It's it's the bet, one of the best lakes in the world.
2: If it's pre spawn, spawn, post spawn, it's gonna be on. It's gonna be big ones everywhere. I mean that's such a great time of year. Yep. The fish are gonna be up on the on the flats. Yeah. They're gonna be digging for the you know, those inside edges and could and this be a player. Rappa with D T six and Demon that Randy won on. Could that be a player? Ooh. I
0: don't know. All right, let's keep going. Uh, April thirtieth, May third, Sacramento River. California Delta. Ever been there? We've been. That's there. kind of an unknown, though, well, isn't it? Out of Sacramento is an unknown. But did, it, didn't you almost die over there? Uh, I, I did. I got I got ejected out of the boat. That's yeah. a story for another time. But uh, <laughs> lost your shoes. Lost my shoes. <laughs> yeah. uh, End up in the hospital. End up the hospital. My shoes are actually on eBay right now. Probably the same shoes. <laughs> same place, just launching out of a different launch.
2: Now, how, how does that impact the tournament? Is that a long
0: run it's from a, the classic? It is. It is. It adds location? forty to fifty minutes. To get to anything good adds on top of your run. Can you fish
2: there? You
0: can fish there. But I can tell you, we shot a city limits there. Mm -hmm. It will not be won in downtown Sacramento. Mark my words. Long boat (laughs) rides. Long boat Uh, rides. Lake Havasu. Uh, May seventh through tenth, new location, Havasu, Phoenix.
2: Mm-hmm. That's a cool one. Have you been there? Have not been there. Oh, I've been to Lake Havasu. Okay. You know, I've uh, it, it well, it's it's set up just like Lake Mead. Or yep. It's Very similar. It's on the same river chain. Yeah. And uh, they're all they're all dammed up there. Um, it's uh it's real clear water. It's a desert lake. That time of year, I wouldn't know what to expect. I you know is it going to be past the spawn a post spawn scenario, but it, it did have smallmouth and largemouth in it. I do remember that yeah. part of it. I don't have a lot of experience with it, but it's uh it's a really cool dev uh, uh a desert lake. So get, get your hat cam ready for that. The yachts passing by with the yeah, bikini come clad. Uh, yeah, is
4: that
0: spring break time? Yeah, it I don't is know is man. Spring break. Is it the, the, the It's a class trip. Yeah. yeah. Hey, I I'm in for that. Gnarly party boats, man. Man. We'll rent a houseboat. I think we should broadcast from there. I like it. We all have to wear Tommy Biffle shorts. Oh man. I saw a video of you on uh, Twitter wearing Biffle shorts. Them. And they were pink on top of it. How about that, man? I have no problem. Hey, the boys need the boys need to be tanned a little bit. It slurps. In. You know what I mean? Uh let, let's keep going. Let's keep going. June third through seventh. Pete, I want to get your feedback on this. Kentucky Lake, June 3rd through the 7th. Come uh, on, man. Ledge Fest.
2: It's, it's, it's muscle Paris. muscle beds, you know, ledge fishing. It's That'll going be to be wide open, wide open at that time of year. Wide it's open. It's going to be a great, great tournament. All right, Dave, let me hear your thoughts on this one.
0: We, we next go July 30th, August 2nd, St. Lawrence River, back to Ogdensburg, back to them big, giant, smallmouth. That's going to be awesome.
4: Yeah, I mean, it's probably going to be the same way it went down this time.
0: Current. Current, guys
2: smallmouth fishing. Canadian border. Well, yeah. Palnick went out Palin into the, went lake. the lake. He went out into the lake, Ontario, and won it, much to everybody's surprise. We all thought Made it a would big be chance, w- the big one run. inside the river. Yeah. That was amazing. Yeah. Uh... Next, we go to August 13th, 16th. We go to the Upper Chesapeake. Upper Chesapeake Bay. The Delta. The the, the, <laughs> su- the
0: Susquehanna Flats.
2: The largest freshwater estuary in the world. Pete, you spend a lot of time on the Upper Bay Guy, I do.
0: Mm-hmm. Tell uh, everybody what you're... You, we talked about it off camera a little bit. You're concerned. That's a tough time of the year. Well,
2: you know, it's a tough time of the year. The August is uh is when the the fish kinda you know, you get a salt water infiltration you, know, you get less rain that time of year um the fishing gets more challenging yeah that being said you're going to catch big ones big i ones. mean there's so many three to five four, pounders yeah i was going to say four to six and a half right. pounders there's so many big ones down there that the guys that catch five are going to have weight you're are you're going to see 20 22 even up to i mean we've seen 29 pound what? stringers come in from down yeah. there what do you think Pete, how much? How much a day? Yeah, let's let's hear. Well, a guess. Let, let's look at Nate Wellman. won in early the, in September. September in the Northeast. September Which is, though, but September. September and August, I I marry them together. Those months are really? very similar, very very similar months. Uh, it's still stinking hot, you know, in right. September right. when he won. The fish are still battling, whatever it is they're battling yep. at the time of year, and he won with like 60 pounds. Yeah. He's but second place. Was well beneath him, like by 10 pounds or more, and uh, you know. So, I, but I, I think the winner is probably. You know, you guys are four days of competition. I would, I would bet that you're going to have a, a guy that is is able to put those 20 pound bags together. And I would say it's going to be 78 to 81 pounds. Wow. Yep. To win that to for the winner. Right. You know, but you're going to see a great discrepancy in weights. You're going to have a lot of guys struggle to get five that time of year. Yep. Depends how clean the grass is on the bowl. Ball. ball was fishing bad that year. Wellman won it. That's true. That's yeah. true. And it's not fished that great this year. No. You know, it's been good, but not as great as it has, has been in the previous two years. We don't know what we're going to see next year. Yeah. But I can tell you this. The Chesapeake is full of big ones. They're going to show up. Yep, Guys are going to catch six-pounders. I, I, I bet you you'll see an eight-pounder weighed in during the yep. tournament. Um, for Lunker, you'll see sixes and sevens every day. Every yep. uh, yeah, day. It's, dynamic. It's, yeah. It's dynamic fishery. Sure. It's, it's going to be a place. great great tournament. Right. And we're going to get
0: this last one. And before I do, do want to? are we dialing up, Greg back there? We're getting Greg on the phone here before we get this last one? Okay. We're about to have uh, Hackett here on the phone, but uh, the last event, Bass 2015 Elite Schedule is, and Pete, this is good timing, (laughs) Lake Sinclair out of Detroit. I'm sorry, out of Metro Park, September 24th to 27th. So a little bit later Mm -hmm. than when you were there, but Pete, you just had an
2: amazing freaking tournament there. I had a good tournament. I mean, I'm happy with it. With a
0: 24th,
2: a 20th, a 20th place finish is great, dude. Well, it, it was good, and I, yeah. I, I was pleased with it. The last time we were there in September, that week, I finished second. That's right. That same week. That same week that you guys are going there. And I know where you fished
0: and yep. what you did. Yep. Okay. And, uh, and I'll. We be won't s- mention
2: that. On, I'll on, be selling on waypoints on eBay. <laughs> hey, that's been done before. <laughs> <laughs> there,
3: there have been waypoint comments here tonight. The professor. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm the surprised professor.
4: we
2: don't have let's any calls might. about the
4: Chesapeake.
3: Hey, we got a handful mm. of comments questions. I just let's, want to run past before we let's get hear. Back.
0: It. Oh, hey, Brian, can we get a can we get a camera view of you guys back there? Too? It'd be nice to, to to see some faces here. Of who? I've you guys, because we're we're hearing a lot of voices back here. We're not seeing anybody. We want to know. Uh... All right, there, there's Bry. There's Beck. Hey, Beck. Hi. Okay. Okay. What do we got? What do we got back there, guys?
3: Right, so Brian Bell says Ish and Skeet should do well in the California tournaments. I'd agree. Yes. I'd agree. Uh, we also have a comment here. Be hype. Will Mike Senator take out Pipkins after what happened on St. Clair? That's an inside uh, joke. Uh, <laughs> okay. Jokes. Uh, we have people just asking about like the different ramps, the location. Somebody asked, are you going to practice 12 days on the Chesapeake? Ooh, who what?
0: asked that? I'd like to know that. Does there a name associated I with that I do
3: believe that it is our friend from Tackle Mods.
0: Oh, good, good question. Yeah. Uh, wow. why, why wouldn't you? I'm going to put in an extended practice period on the flats as well. It's an hour and fifteen, an hour and ten minutes from right here from the house. Uh, I think so. I, I, would, I wouldn't necessarily say twelve days, but I'm going to put in a long practice period. Um, Especially identifying the subtleties of that place, because there are a lot of subtleties. It's not just all cut-and-dry fishing. I, I know that. I have some experience. I don't have your experience out there,
2: but I do have some experience, and I know there's, there's a hundred s- square miles of grass yes. out there on that upper bay. Yes. It takes a long time to dissect. It's a big that. bowl. That's it's right. It's a big freaking giant bowl. And there's so. 15 freshwater river systems coming in. Yeah. That, that all, you know, with heavy pressure from a big tournament like that, that some of them may come into play. Yeah. Absolutely. So Dynamics. Hey, we're. I, I, don't fix it if it ain't broke. It worked on the Delaware. It Why like not a charm. do it again? Even if you have to destroy a, bo- a boat to do it, <laughs> it's all good.
4: You <laughs> got a comment there? No. Didn't Brian Schmidt win a tournament down there? He did. In unconventional location. I don't know where he won. Well he went real south. Real south. Further further to Baltimore. Wow. And beat everybody in the grass. You're kidding me. Oh, I didn't he know. Went that. Far. I wasn't aware. I assumed of that he was right from there. From what I, the I understand. Bowl. I mean, you know, you, you get you get crappy information all the time. Right. No, I, I, Brian Schmidt is good went, on tidal water. No, he he's, can catch him. He bangs he's got, it up there.
2: He's got like seven wins on the strand wow. series or yeah. something like that. Anytime wow. on the Potomac, that dude's murdering him. Man. Yeah, that's that's yeah, impre- he's a killer. As a matter of fact, that's the number 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 one, he's no—he's got more wins in that series than anybody else. Wow! How about it? Impre- impressive wow. stuff. Because of the Potomac, that's, yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> hey, that's amazing. hey, everybody, everybody's good on the Potomac, and somehow he still wins. Everyone's down there. good, and not everybody wins though. That's right. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> Brian the Carpenter had a phone ring back there. What do we got? We got Tyler. He wants to make a
1: comment on the schedule. Okay. We're going to wrap it up right there. Okay. dial up. The, Let's uh, do that. Yep.
0: That's a great, great point, Tyler. How you doing? Where you call from, man? Uh, I'm doing pretty good. How are you? Good, good. Where are you call from, brother? Uh, Port Richie, Florida. Okay. Uh, cool place. Uh,
6: one question. How would you guys feel about having a classic on uh, Lake Okeechobee?
0: Ooh, I love awesome. It. Love it. Love it. Yeah, yeah. So here, here's, I, I, I'm going to say two things on that. First thing is, would freaking love it. I think that time of the year on Lake Okeechobee, dude. You'd have you'd have some serious records broken there.
6: Yeah, it's, a, it's gonna be a giant sack.
0: Giant sack, and numbers and numbers. Big, and numbers. <laughs> big fish, big bags, ten pound fish. Yeah. I mean, oh it, yeah, it would be a blowout. So that's the first comment. The second comment is one of the biggest things they think about when picking a classic is not the fishing, but it's the community surrounding it. Yeah, it's, it's where's you know, where are they gonna hold the people? Where are they gonna have the way in? Where you know, and then will that community pay the money to bring the classic there? So oh, yeah, the politics sure. come into it. So I'd love to see a classic there. But will a classic ever get to Okeechobee City or Clewiston? I don't know. Yeah, maybe even there, like maybe just like like
6: uh, like a semi chain or something like that too. Cause that'll also hold giant sacks.
0: Yeah. Yeah, well we've we've had a we had a classic on the Kissimmee chain on the Toho uh, you know Toho Kissimmee. I'd love to see it go back there. St. Johns would be a good one. You know you've oh, got yeah, Jacksonville yeah. right there. Mm-hmm.
2: I'd love to see another classic in Florida for I, sure. That'd be neat. Yeah, yeah. But I, I I agree with you. I'd love to see it on Okeechobee from a pure fishing standpoint. Well, who who's better than Okeechobee? I mean it's yeah, got massive numbers it. of five to ten pounders and and just an infinite body infinite acreage. I, the lake to spreads everybody <laughs> out, you know. <laughs> barring any massive cold fronts, which right. probably we all the know best that can,
4: home field advantage lake. Well, maybe other than the Delaware River, which we found, <laughs> but probably one of the best traditional home field advantage lakes in the country. Okeechobee. When does a non Florida guy go down there and beat up a Florida guy?
0: It's true. Doesn't happen. Yeah, it it, true. It's true. You see a lot of local guys. You see the, the Scott Martins, you see the Randall yeah. Tharps, you know, you see those guys, uh, the McMillans. McMe- yeah, the McMillan, yeah. Do very kid. well. On their home body, uh, but yeah, that's you, you know think, uh, that's that's normal. You know it's normal. But I'm just the, the FLW events
4: dominated yeah, top man, ten, FLW. eight of them are Florida, two guys from Alabama. I agree. And, uh, you know you're not going down there and beating them guys up on that place in February I'd agree. when them cold fronts come
0: through. I agree. Yeah, I'd I'd love to see it. I hope uh, hope one day it happens. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Great great question. Great comment, man. Appreciate uh, appreciate you watching. Appreciate the call. Thanks for the call. No problem. Man. All right, man. Let's uh let's switch gears.
2: What are you, you got? ready to switch gears? What we, I'm ready. Uh, I'm looking at the next page and I'm I'm getting I, pretty psyched. I'm excited, deal. yeah. I'm excited. We we've actually uh this is a pretty cool show so far. We talked about a lot of cool stuff. Um
0: but I'm ready to get on to the next one and we've got we've got our first guest coming up, Dave. Uh Huge Greg. fan. You yeah, me too. Me too. Huge fan. You know I'm what's one of my favorites. Yeah. What's funny is you compete and these guys are your peers. But you can still be I'm still a fan myself yeah. of the sport. And I'm a big fan of this next guy. Uh and and I think, you know, Pete knows him, I know him. We work with Greg through the Bash University. Uh Pete, he's amazing. Seminar guy too amazing he, teacher
2: he, he's what i he's what I call I can hear the phone he's what I call a natural he 's got to be he's a natural he's got to be i don 't know if that's his nickname, but it should be I mean he thinks about fishing can in, hear the phone and the outdoors uh, in a way that that is unique and insightful to someone like me. You know like I I I listen to him speak and it and it it clarifies things yeah. for me. Yeah. You know and and everything, you know, it's so matter of fact, it's so common sense. Yeah. And and it's so true the things that he says. And um hey, it's fascinating to listen to his seminars and uh, I'm excited to have him on the show. What's yeah. great about him What's is Wait no longer. Yep, go ahead.
0: Okay, uh joining us now via
2: phone your current
0: AOY BASS leader and Winner of the last event on Cayuga, he kicked ass in that tournament. Smashed. We're going to ask some questions about that. Joining us via phone. Greg Hackney, a.k.a. Hack Attack. Greg Hackney, everybody.
7: <laughs> it's good to be here.
0: <laughs> <laughs> man, that was a hell of an intro. That was almost as good as Mercer's intro, man. Yeah.
7: Yeah. kind of just slipped in there.
0: A lot of, slur- it.
4: A lot of slurpage.
0: How you doing, Hack? Where, where are you I'm right now? I know you've been busy the last few weeks. I've been reading on Bass Fan. You've been running around. Where are you at right now?
7: Uh, I'm actually at home right now. This wow. is the first time I've been home in about four weeks, actually. and uh, I spent the, night, the first night in my bed last night in about four weeks. <laughs> wow.
0: That's, yeah. that's a good feeling. That's I, I, nice. I know uh, it is, it is. We, we, we travel so much. You finally get home, and uh, the family and your bed and your house. It's a nice thing to get home. Yeah, it with. really is. It's awesome. But, uh, again, congratulations on Cayuga. Man, we've already had – you haven't even been on the phone five seconds, and our lines are blowing up already. We've had all – All these people commenting, and I want to know too. How in the hell? How did you kick ass like that at Cayuga? I mean, you're, I need to know. what. Well, I'll tell you this. I just watched
7: a guy do that like 10 minutes ago on the Delaware River.
6: <laughs> I mean, I
7: just finally watched that Bassmaster show like 10 minutes ago. Uh, well, that
0: doesn't count. That was a home field advantage. But you've got, man, I, I've been fishing with you long enough to know now that the one thing that doesn't matter is if you're in Louisiana in your backyard or you're in freaking Cayuga in upstate New York, you love grass. Tell me about that, Greg. I gotta know what is your deal with, with lakes that have grass. I gotta know, man.
7: You know, I, I think more than anything, it's just a confidence deal. I just, uh, you know, I grew up fishing grass, and, uh, and you know, honestly, like early on fishing i really struggled with it you know you know what i'm saying like yeah. uh... i just really struggled with it and uh... that's what's funny i guess i kind of despised it at the beginning and uh, once i figured it out that you know the biggest thing about grass lake the fish population so big like so anytime yeah. you go anywhere that's got plenty of grass you got plenty of fish yeah and uh... Kind of that needle in a haystack deal. I think a lot of times, you know, a lot of guys kind of they just they have a tendency to to blow through it. There's so much of it, and uh, I like to pick it apart. You know, and uh, it's one of those deals. It's been it's been good for me but it just wasn't anything just a confidence deal I mean I don't
0: know it's an amazing it's an amazing thing to sit back and watch from my perspective but let me remind everybody too though Greg's not just a grass guy because you've won at Table Rock on a damn spinning rod I saw it Uh, you beat me in Pittsburgh for (laughs) City Smallmouth Uh, I mean and you you just won a ledge tournament on damn uh, on Pickwick So, so you can do other things which I want people Able to know. You know what I mean?
7: Yeah, it's uh you know, I just be I, this has just been a uh, <laughs> a very historical year for me and uh, I don't know what causes it. And you know, I I I know a lot of it's momentum and you know things just go in your you know, go in your way and yeah. The deal is, you got to ride the bad times and ride the good ones. And right now, you know, I'm riding the good
0: ones. Yeah, it, it's it's awesome to watch. Uh, you've had a phenomenal year. You get into those roles, and and uh, it's amazing. It's amazing to see it. But uh, that's actually a good good transition. To the next question. We've had a lot of questions already from guys wanting to know. You, you know, and I've I've been exactly where you're at, Greg. So I know. But I, I'd like to hear your thoughts on it. How do you how do you cope with it? Because I know you know I don't want to say pressure, you know I don't want to use the word pressure because that might be that might be over the top. But you're thinking about it. You know what I mean. This is you've been doing it long enough to know that these A O Y opportunities are hard to come by. I knew when I had it in '06. I said in my mind, going into that last event in Table Rock, I I, I couldn't think about anything else because I know how rare it is to have those opportunities. What what are you what are you doing right now? What are you thinking? Are you are you are you stressing? Are you just being chill? What 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 are your thoughts going into it?
7: Well, you know, honestly, ever since uh, I guess this year, ever since I got in contention, or you know, or the points started to get close, and uh, I guess actually it was probably after Darnell, I was second in the points, and I don't know, it just really motivated me. Yep. I, I've probably been more motivated by it than. You know, I've had the opportunity before to lead the points, and, you know, and I've always wanted to win, but I've never been as motivated as I am right now, and I I think the deal is, you know, I'm not as young as I once was, and uh, I just know now, boy, it's a chance of a lifetime. Yeah. You know, it really is. And, uh, I think that's the thing that's motivated me the most. I'm older, you know, and I'm like, well, these opportunities don't come around and you have to make the most of them because they're very rare. They are. And, uh, I I think that's the biggest thing. And, and, and I I mean, as far as pressure, I mean, you know, we all do that. We all put so much pressure on ourselves to do well regardless. Yeah. If it's anger of the year, each individual tournament. And, uh, but right now, I I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't feel Feel it like pressure. I just feel it like motivation, well, and I, I can't explain it. But I. I, I, I I can't get to Michigan fast enough.
2: Yeah. You know, that's, that's awesome. I'm I'm I just I'm ready to be there. <laughs> yeah. Hey hey Greg, it's Pete man. Congratulations on uh man an amazing year. And uh Yeah thank you Pete. Yeah uh, you bet. And I just wanted to give you the opportunity to uh you know, see if you wanted to thank anybody for sitting in on a Cayuga seminar at the Bass University last year. <laughs>
7: hey who was the guy now think about this, who was the guy that asked most of the questions about that? <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: you know that guy?
2: I, I remember that guy. <laughs> you should have signed a
0: contract I, for like a 1% of the winnings. <laughs> yeah, dude. Come on, man. You're not thinking.
7: Uh, hey, that, that and was, you know, the uh, the thing about it is I did learn a lot from that bad university, and that's the reason everybody should go. I mean, because that's the deal. I, I got to quiz the man about his win and all the details, man, and uh, I, I put all I, that back. I
2: felt <laughs> I, I felt a little molested after I got out of that seminar. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Just to hit on what Greg said, what people don't understand is there is so much to gain from being live at a Bash University seminar versus yeah. what you think you can read and comprehend and interpret from the internet. Yeah, it's two different things. To watch someone explain it and have it sink in and absorb the material than reading about.
2: It. And nobody better than Greg. I mean, Greg, I, you, we just uh, featured you with uh, your smallmouth flipping seminar that you did uh, when we. I guess we were up in New York when you did that. I guess you were talking about which you had done at Oneida and how, you know, you were, you know, patterning smallmouth through that flipping technique, but Greg's one of the best. I mean, he just has a simple matter-of-fact way that connects with people. It's, it's yeah. easy to understand. It helps everybody become a better angler, but, uh, and I, and I appreciate you being with us at Bass University, but I, I wanted to ask you a question. I, I don't. I want to see if you remembered something. Uh, I, I, I You probably don't remember the first time we met, but I remember it because I was out there before you you were on tour i don't know whether it was top 150 at that time or they called it the tour but we were at santee cooper and uh, we were staying at a place called randolph's landing you remember that place I do remember that place. <laughs> little, little hole in the wall. Though. It is a hole in the wall.
7: Yeah.
2: <laughs> it's like a cat. It's like a catfishing deal, and I figured this guy from Louisiana might have made a mistake and thought he was in a catfishing tournament.
7: <laughs> <laughs> it is that place is like world famous catfisherman
2: hangout. <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's amazing, and uh, but I remember that I remember uh, you know because you were new and and uh, you were doing. You did real well that week, as I recall, and uh, I just went up and introduced myself to you, and you kind of stayed away from people, and I know a lot of people like to do that for the purpose that you don't want to get involved with the doc talk or get influenced by other people or what they're thinking about the fishery. Do you still carry that with you when you're out there competing?
7: I I do. You know, I do, but I will tell you this. As I've gotten older, I do. You know, occasionally you need to talk to somebody, but I find for me it's not about fishing. Like, you know what I'm saying, we just stay on the road so much by yourself yeah. and away from your family. And uh, occasionally I do like to visit, but uh, I still, honestly, I try to stay away from that. And, and because the thing about it is somebody can tell you, this is the difference between talking to a fisherman at a tournament and going to a Bash University. At a Bash University, you get all the details. And you yeah. and you can ask the question so you are steered in the right direction. Typically, fishermen will tell you just enough to steer you in the wrong direction. <laughs> you know, because we're all such big competitors out there, and we're all good friends. There's no doubt our bunch is really tight. Yeah. When they're not fishing,
5: <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. But when that's when right. they're
7: fishing on the water, you know it's uh, you know it's a dog eat dog world. But I, I do honestly, I still try to stay away from that. I still stay by myself. You know, room by myself and uh, just kind of, you know, and I'm a creature of habit, you know, just kind of do my own thing and that's always you know, that's what works for me. And, you know, but I see a lot of guys out there that can work together and team up and do really well that way. You know, yeah. there are a lot of guys. I read a deal here uh, recently that uh, Paul Elias is staying with Shaw, and, yeah. you know, he really thought that helped him. And I, and I understand that, too. You know, I understand that part of it, too. So uh, it just depends on, you know, who you are and what works for
0: you. Yeah, everybody finds their own their own methods for figuring it out, especially in practice. Shaw
4: but, and Elias must have been a lot of, like, Ben Gay and Viagra. We're laying around the room.
0: Oh. 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 Right, so, uh, we, I guess we've got some questions coming in. Uh, Becky, we got some Twitter questions coming in for Greg. Wow. A Greg, lot.
3: Greg, you're blowing up You're the place. lighting
0: it up, Greg. All right, what do we got? They love you.
3: I have so many hack attack. Go get that AOI post. They're, they're going crazy. They're very, very excited. But we've got a couple questions. So, uh, Greg. How do you pick out the good grass spot versus the bad grass spot? That's question number one. Ooh, that's and then, what's your go-to lure? Ooh, well, good. There's more, but let's start with those. That's good questions.
7: Uh, well, you know, that, that's, the, that's kind of the hard part of a grass lake, but the big thing is your electronics. And uh and that was really the big key for me at Cayuga was finding those small, irregular places. Because there were just miles of grass. Yeah. You know, that were exactly the same. And uh and and they are really the best places were you know, where you'd have a straight line of grass and there'd be like a little flat sticking out, a corner on the grass. Uh, you know, not necessarily like a full-blown point, but just somewhere where the grass turned, you know, seems to be the deal. And that, that I really find that true pretty much anywhere you go. Yeah. Uh, the, the only exceptions to that, like, and that I've noticed, like places like Oneida, Champlain, a lot of times it's what's in the grass. It's not the outside grass line. Now, those fish at Cayuga that I caught, a lot of them related to that outside edge. Now, later in the day, of course, I got up and put a heavy in the grass because uh for some reason after first thing in the morning, that deep grass fish, I couldn't catch. They just kind of seemed to go away. I I didn't know if they were moving heavy in the grass or, you know, they were pulling out suspended or what, but then I would fish in the grass. But like a lot of lakes, it's the bottom. You know, it may be sand holes in the grass or rock, like places like Oneida and Champlain. You know, a lot of times I have to fish for those, you know, just fish the grass till you find it. And it's when your bait, you can tell when your bait hits the bottom. It'll just, you know, and especially like when I'm flipping grass with or whatever, or even fluorocarbon, when that weight hits that rock bottom, you feel it. You can you know, telegraph yeah. through the rod. Yeah. And uh, that's the whole deal, like when, like the almost smallmouth deals, when you're, you know, flipping them out of the grass, they don't just get in the grass. It, it's it's what's on the bottom, you know, yeah. is the big key. So yeah. uh, sometimes it's fishing, but most of the time it's my electronics. Yeah. You know, it's finding that stuff in your electronics.
0: Yeah. And then talk about, I, I know I, I want to hear a little bit about the bait, because I know from, from Cayuga, the jig was a key deal for you. So talk talk a little bit about that the jig. And you designed that jig. Talk about that thing.
7: Uh, well, I'll tell you what, to be honest with you, like in practice, I never had a jig bite. I didn't throw it a lot because it slowed you down so much. Yeah. And because there was so much grass there, uh, you know, I stayed with plastics mostly. And, and typically, you know, most places you go, it's easier to get bit. And, you know, when I'm fine and fishing at grass like that and I have to fish a lot and cover a lot of water, a lot of times I'll stick with plastic because it's easier to get bit. And, uh, but I started to turn, you know, of course, I'm going to a group of fish that I know are there the first morning of the tournament and, uh, and of course I start with a hack attack jig and I, you know the deal with that is for me a lot of times regardless of where I'm at if I'm fishing wood or wherever if I'm going to start flipping first thing in the morning even if the, a plastic is the dominant bait, I just start with a jig because, just like that's when you throw a frog, a topwater bait, or whatever, the best time to do that is in the morning. So I find it you know, the fish are the most aggressive that time, so that's why I want to show them that bigger bait. And, uh, and of course, the deal was I started with a jig every morning and they did it. And the rest of the day, I didn't get a lot of bites, but they were quality. So it right. just kept me fishing that way. I felt like another big key to the jig was that it slid me now and uh that seemed to be the key in catching those bigger fish was fishing really deliberate. And where with a piece of plastic, because it falls so fast and goes right through there, you know, you just have a tendency to fish a lot faster. Yeah. And uh, that was the other thing with the jig I would slow down. But now I was using a big jig. Uh, in the morning I used a one ounce. And uh, the, the deal with the one ounce is the hookup is so good. Uh, it's just a one ounce hack attack jig. I, use, I, I really alternated between two the whole tournament. I either was using Candy Crawl, which looks, is probably the the closest jig color, you know, our candy crawl is like li- light kind of limish green with dark bands, which looks just like a yellow perch, and uh, and blue crawl, which looks like a bluegill. And those seem to be the two, you know, the two color baits that I did the best with. In the morning, I started with the candy crawl, and then later in the day, I went to the, the blue crawl. But both of them are, you know, I felt like great representatives for what those fish were feeding, yellow perch and bluegill. Yeah. Uh, matching crawl on boat jigs i used a blue sapphire green pumpkin i mean green pumpkin blue sapphire uh chunk on the blue crawl and a candy crawl on the candy crawl color jig but um it's just one of those deals for me, again, it goes back to confidence. but once I got that jig bite going, like I went to a school of fish that first morning where I had caught one and reeled them up, and there were six or seven with it, and a couple of them looked to be fives, but I guess a couple of them were actually sixes, and the rest of them were all fours. Wow. I do know, because that particular spot, I, I, the last <laughs> day I caught three is... and a half off of it, and I remember telling my cameraman when I swung him, I said, that's the smallest fish i have call here. Wow. Uh, I didn't have anything like that at Cayuga. That's awesome. But it just, you know, I mean, like, I never got a lot of bites. Like, the first day I had eight or nine bites. The the second day I had eight or nine bites. The third day I actually only had five. And all I could figure that happened to that deal on the third day, that wind got big. And it just got to blowing me so fast on those places, I couldn't be real deliberate. And I had all five of the bites that I had before 9 o'clock and only caught four of them. And, you know, it was kind of a bad decision, but I had some fish down the lake in a protected place and probably could have went and got one, but I thought, I won't have any trouble catching that fifth one. Right. I mean, I really felt like I blew the tournament that day, you know, because if you told me going into it that... You weren't gonna catch a limit one day. I just told you you're not gonna win. <laughs> right. You know, because the fishing was so good yeah. there. But you know, I was just fortunate. You know, they were big. You know, the four I had were big ones. Yeah. And uh, and then of course the last day, the weather, the weather got right. My first bag was, you know, first five fish I caught was over twenty, and that probably took me like an hour, you know, an hour to catch those. <laughs> That's And then amazing. from there it just was That's- good. I mean, I was throwing back four. Like I caught a four. I remember. Swinging a four pounder, and there was a group of boats uh, watching, and they all went screaming. And I picked it up, and I was like, all right, "It's not gonna help me." <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> oh, <my God.
6: laughs> what a yeah, great it was problem awesome, to have,
5: you know. for, uh, but,
7: you know, man! What a great. I never. It's just the thing about it, though. I never like I felt like I was winning all day. But I never could be a hundred percent because you know our guys are so good and yeah. that lake was so good and you never know when one of them's going to pop twenty seven.
0: Yep. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm absolutely, absolutely. Them. When you when you're when you see the prize, you don't slow down. I mean, I can relate to because the Delaware was 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 just a couple weeks ago, and I I didn't want to slow down. You know, I wanted I wanted to catch the biggest five I could catch. You don't care because your your eyes on it. You see it, and you just keep going. You know, you're never satisfied when you're that close. You're never yeah. satisfied. You're not satisfied. Back, do we have any more questions for Craig? I see you nodding back there. We have more good stuff.
3: There's no more questions. People are just really excited.
0: They're excited for uh, this
3: next event. They, they just want Greg to take the Aoi. They're excited that he had the win. Um, I would say the last ten comments were just hack attack exclamation points. <laughs> <exclamation.
5: laughs> That's, That's awesome. There. That's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're,
0: cool. just, they're stoked. I love it. I love it. I would actually like to ask you another question, Greg. Uh, we, we you mentioned a little bit. How do you decipher on? A braid versus fluorocarbon when you're fishing at grass. I, I watched some of the video clips, and it sounded like you were fishing braid at, at Cayuga. That's what I what, heard. What's your decision? How do, how do you make that, that that difference between the two line types?
7: Well, the uh, I, I, I caught every fish I weighed in there on braid and a uh, 50 pound, and which I I could. And, but the, the the this is the other deal for me. Like 50 pound braid rate of fall is real big for me in clear water. Like fishing that clear water grass like that, I felt like rate of fall was a big deal because actually, like after in the morning they would quit biting. I would actually go to an ounce and a quarter jig to make it fall faster. Yeah. And uh, but still on 50 pound braid. And for me, in my mind, and those this is the other deal. I wouldn't soak in it a lot. Now, they were on the bottom, and they would get it, like, the instant it hit the bottom, they would get it, or just as I lifted, they would get it. Uh, They never really... I caught some out of that thick grass that caught it that were suspended later in the day, but in the mornings, they were on the bottom, and uh, they were biting it pretty fast, and they were in the grass, and so, and I kept it painted good, you know, kept it painted real heavy greens, and I would, you know, stop during the day and repaint it or whatever, but in my mind... You know, they were biting that big bait, which, you know, fish are fairly aggressive. But the other deal is, in that grass, since I was fishing in the grass and I'm fishing vertical, you know, pretty much straight up and down, it's not like I'm dragging the bait by the fish Yeah. so they're seeing the line before the bait. So I just felt like those fish were, you know, they weren't getting a lot of time to even look at the line. But the other deal... Uh, It's hard for me to believe that they can distinguish between, especially as quick as they were biting, distinguish between the line and a strand of grass. You know, and Bray doesn't carry any light, you know, so you don't have to worry about it glowing under the water. Yeah. uh, But... In that same situation, had I been, you know, having to slow down and go to a, fl- uh, a smaller weight and we'll spend more time, you know, I probably would have went to fluorocarbon. Or had I been casting a jig and fishing it to the fish, you know, I probably would have went to fluorocarbon because then I felt like there was a better chance, you know, they're seeing the line before they get there. But uh more times than not, for me, like, if I'm, like, just say I'm throwing a shaky head. I... I, I, I Typically, regardless of the water color, always throw it on eight. And and it's not because I'm worried about them seeing it. It's to get the right action out of the bait. And so, you know, in that situation, that one ounce jig or that ounce and a quarter, and that braid, it just falls faster on 50-pound braid than it does on 20-pound fluorocarbon. You know, so I felt like you're getting the right action. And that's kind of how I decide, you know, more so than water color or anything, but on line size for bait is to get the right action out of the lure and uh, you know like I said fishing in that grass like that and biting that big jig I just don't feel like they were they would spend enough time looking you know to keep them from biting because
2: they been pretty quick you know mm, so. yeah that's pretty interesting. That's, that's really interesting. That's, I mean, so you just—I yeah, mean, a lot of people that are listening to this probably heard some stuff that are just so common sense when you think about it. But until you said it, I didn't think about like, you know, how, how would a fish distinguish between that braided line and the stalk of grass? It's the same. Yeah. It's the Same color. It's, it's the same diameter. A lot of times. Yeah. So that, that really it really helps the way that you think about it. And a lot of people don't realize that the uh, the friction on the line is is what in you know impacts the rate of fall in that 50 pound test with that small diameter, it has much less friction on the weeds and on the on the water. It yeah. doesn't have as much drag and allows that bait to fall at its maximum rate. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well,
7: you know, I'll find like on uh, if I'm flipping say 20 pound fluoro with a Three eighths ounce slip sinker to get the same rate of fall with fifty pound braid, I need to drop back to about a quarter and get the same rate. You know, because the braid just has no drag. That's right. You know, on the line. You know, and I can remember when you won there, like you know that that was a big deal. You half ounce weight black Senko, you know, and you said that was and that Senko ha- has no drag and on that half ounce weight, because I flipped that time in practice to see, mm-hmm. you know, it's got a super fast rate of fall. You know, and that's just a big key
2: in clear water, you know. Yeah, so. yep. that was key. That was super key for me. And one of the things I really like to do is throw that big one-ounce jig in, in the clear water. But um, I, they weren't biting that the week that we were there. But I think the water temperature was a little bit warmer when I was there by maybe five degrees or more. I wonder if that had some factor in whether or not... Well, you know...
7: By my gauge, when we got when I got there and practiced, like down on the southern end of the lake, sixty seven, sixty eight, you know, at daylight in the morning, I actually this is what's weird, I found a fish there garden fry. And I mean like they were training. This is right crazy. off and practice right off but about 72 is about as hot as I and that was in the afternoon was about as warm as I ever saw the water temperature get mm-hmm. it seemed really cold to me you know for that time of the year
0: right a lot colder than when you when you did well right for sure mm-hmm. yeah it's interesting it's interesting how things change uh, Greg to let everybody know we got a million people watching maybe not a million but we got a lot of people watching let everybody know where they could follow you let, let them know what what's your Facebook what's your what's your website let let the fans know where they could follow you leading up to this last event.
7: <laughs> you know, I'm embarrassed to say this, but I've been on Facebook now for about a week.
5: <laughs> yeah!
7: A week? <laughs> we like it. Ten <laughs> <In the> days. <laughs> I've actually had a Facebook page, you know, I think for about a week. I, I'm embarrassed to say that, but I've been kind of, you know, I don't know why I've been. It, it's been a great, too. Honestly, my Facebook page has been awesome. And I had I no, I, you know, I guess it's one of those deals, if you don't, I've just kind of stayed away from it and didn't know what it was, and now that I know what it, you know, know what it is, it's, it's so great.
3: You Are know, you embarrassed but, uh, that Steve Kennedy beat you to Facebook? Wow.
7: <laughs> that is bad,
5: isn't
7: it? <laughs> but, yeah, so I've been, uh, this Facebook deal is all new to me, but it's it's so awesome, actually and uh i don't know I I, I I don't guess i knew what it was you know didn't know what it yeah. was that's probably the best way right now uh is just to follow me on facebook and i'm trying you know i'm i'm not the best at putting everything on there yet but i'm i'm getting better i'm learning you know what what i'm supposed to be doing yeah. so uh, i hope i plan on keeping that up you know and uh and, and do better. With well, that, I, that I can tell deal, you this: from the great. feedback
0: we've got tonight, uh, you've got a ton of fans out there. You got a ton of guys wanting you to go in this last event and, and dominate. And I, I, I want to see you do it, Greg. It's, uh, it's it's exciting to me to watch this last event. And uh, man, if there was a, if there was, a, c- can we bet on this? Is, is there like an actual? Can, can we bet on these odds in Vegas? You think they have this? Because I, my money's on you, Greg. Well, how how big a well, uh, point spread we talking here? Like 15, What's not well, giant? He's like 15
4: yeah, it's points really ahead of not. you
7: know. I mean, the deal is now I'm going to have to catch them. I mean, there's no uh, – it's definitely not a give-me. Uh, yep. There's only about uh, 14 or 15 points to separate uh, Aaron and I, and then only 19 to separate uh, me and Faircall. Yeah. And I'm not sure after that, uh, but for, you know – but definitely the top three guys. You know, it's close. It's going to well, be shoot shootout. Well, of that that,
2: yeah. that that might not seem like a lot of points in a full field, but with just a fifty-man field, it benefits. Yeah, you for that sure. that benefits you with that big yeah. lead. Let Let me ask you this: Did you get a chance to go out there and visit the Michigan water? Uh, no, I did not.
7: Uh, you know, I guess like last year, we fished a major league fishing on the other side of the state. And, uh, of course, when we were at Green Bay, I guess that's the closest, uh, you know, the closest I've ever been there. And, you know, that's another thing for me. I don't pre-fish a lot. Uh, I did. Like, starting off early on, you know, in my career, I, I pre-fished. And uh, it just never I, – I, I was so bad. It was a bad habit, but I was so bad about, you know, wanting to fish. I, it's hard for me to go to a place and not fish. And so I would go and fish and get on something and then want to fall back on that yeah. when the tournament came around. Yeah. And uh, so I, I just, I, for me personally, the way I fish, and I know there are a lot of guys who pre- pre-fish hard, and it works for them. I mean, I know that for sure. And uh, But for me, it's just basically that, you know, I guess fly by the seat of your pants. And, uh, because I feel like whatever I find, you know, when I show up, is going on right then right you know absolutely. and uh that that that's just for me that's what, what you know that's what works and i thought about it i thought about pre-fishing for that. like this is what crossed my mind like when i got in contention you know for anger you know, the year earlier in the year I was like maybe you ought to pre And i'm like you hadn't been pre-fishing probably shouldn't <laughs> change anything so i'm just gonna ride it like it is but uh I look forward to it. I think it's going to be a slugfest, and I think it's going to be some big, smallmouth, and I, you know, I, I won't, I, I like to fish for them. Ain't you no know, fish for the big ones, so I'm looking forward to going up there.
0: It's going to be exciting. It's a great story, great way to end the year, great race, and uh, and we wish you the best, man. Best of uh, luck, buddy. Well, yeah, ama- well, I appreciate amazing that. season. Amazing season, Greg. Greg Hackney, everybody. Hold on. Are
4: we going to let Greg go? We're going to let Greg go. Do you have a question? I okay. have something more important about Greg Hackney, to me, You do. The- than fishing alone. Well, I mean, we got to hear about it then. We All right, like Greg, Greg yeah. this is Dave here, a.k.a. Fathead, although I object to the nickname because you've got a big-ass head too, so don't laugh. All right, listen, Greg. Greg, for me, I'm a fanboy. I right, love it, love you. I think what everybody likes about you is you don't have, like, a douche factor to you. You're just a really genuine good guy. Thank you, thank you, Greg. And for me, the coolest story, dude, that I have is in 2005, if you could please explain to people that don't know the rescue operation that you and your Ah. cousin Cooter launched to go get your father-in-law out of hostile territory. Yeah. Katrina? We're talking about Katrina? Hurricane Katrina. I remember that. Greg Hackney launched a rescue operation. Yeah. Him and cousin Cooter loaded up the boat with shotguns and went and got the father-in-law out of hostile territory. Go ahead, Greg.
7: Uh, well, actually, it wasn't a cousin. It was a good friend of mine that I uh, that I grew up with. It was actually <laughs> it's a funny thing. Like when we were running around, I never thought he would be on the police department, but <laughs> he he now works for the police department. So he was a good guy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he was a good guy to uh, to have with me. But it's uh, a you know, <laughs> it was just a deal that worked out great. Actually, uh, my father in law decided to stay. Uh, my wife's mother and grandmother came to our house for the hurricane and it was one of those deals you know they had it blew up or whatever and they've been through so many storms that he was like ah it's not gonna be that bad and uh he's just gonna stay and protect his home and of course you know i mean it hit the fan you know i mean it, it turned out to be really bad he goes to bed wakes up the next morning there's six feet of water in the bottom of the house. Oh my
8: god. Uh,
7: we can't get they shut the city down. Of course we can't drive in or out and um I had a bay boat at the time, and uh, I remember, I'll never forget this, the storm was getting here, and it was pouring down rain, and I was out here at the gas station filling it up, and uh, I just joked about, there was a guy at the gas station goes, are you going fishing? <laughs> and I was like, no. I was like, uh, this is in case I need this boat to rescue, or we need to get out of here. But the biggest reason, I actually filled it up, because during these storms, like, they deplete the gas supply. Like, that's really common. You know, you can't buy gas or whatever, and it, this boat helped, like, 75 gallons, and I was like, well, that'll give us a spare 75 gallons of gas if we need it. I mean, you know, people fill up everything for a generator and what have you, and uh, man, it just worked out great that I did that because... It rolls on three or four days after the storm. He gets robbed by gunpoint. He finally makes it over to uh wow. you know, to his business and, and gets away from the main part of town where everything was just really blowing up. And um, you know, we made plans and I went by I called uh, like I said, I called that friend of mine that I ran around with and uh we were we were armed. <laughs> I'll never forget this. He had a big old uh shoe of the back in his mouth and we were riding down there that day and I said, Greg, uh, what did
4: you guys tool up with? What kind of guns were you riding with?
7: Uh, he had just assault shotguns that he brought and of course he had his sidearm and I mean we uh, we just we, we had two shotguns and uh, of course he is uh, um, you know he had some type of automatic pistol nice you know? we, we were we were prepared for close encounters. <laughs> and so uh, but the, the thing about it was we were riding down there and I was like have you ever shot anybody he goes he just ran and said No, nope, not not till today <laughs> I was like I hope not <laughs> but, uh, so
5: Greg know, how do A
4: launch for this operation, like what? Where'd you launch from? If everything's underwater?
7: Well, we basically we we launched right here, just right below my house, and it's a by boat. It was about 75 miles, um, you know, to New Orleans. You know, by car, it's only about 45 minutes from my house. But so we actually unloaded in the Blind River, which is a. You know, a, a little river right here below my house that dumps right into Lake Marpa and Lake Marpa then dumps into Lake Train, and so we just went out the river you know through both lakes and um, i never forget this when we were running down there was so much debris in the lake um But the lake is typically, like, really green with an algae, you know, like an algae bloom green. And because all that storm had blown in so much water from offshore, the lake was, like, blue. I mean, it looked like offshore water, you know, from out of the ocean, you know, in the lake, because there was so much water came from offshore. But, like, there would be debris and stuff floating in the lake, and I would veer and go around it. Like, we stayed away from everything. We stayed away from all the land, the highways, we went out around town, and uh, we were supposed to meet him in the mouth of the industrial canal, which that's where we met. But, like, we stopped out, and I took a pair of binoculars and looked for him under the bridge, because we didn't know what was going on. Right, could them. have been Skinny's in the
4: wire, dude. Skinny's in the LZ. Yeah, you I gotta I out. It,
7: it was like the news reports where it was a war <laughs> oh, wrong, wrong rescue mission, know. sorry. <laughs> And, uh, so, uh, but we, uh, you know, we just took our time and got there, and he was there. It actually turned out it was not a big... It was a long boat ride, and other than that, that was it. But the funny thing about it, my father was a big man, and, uh... It looked like he had lost like 50 or 60 pounds in a week. It had been six days since we had seen him, you know, when I wow. went and finally made it, uh, you know, down to pick him up. But like I said, it was a, it, it actually, it was it was bad on him. He had been through a lot during the deal, but as far as us going there and getting stuff up, we were, it was just, you know, it was easy. We just boated down there and picked him up and came back. Nice. And, uh, yeah, it was a it was a very emotional. You know, <laughs> I told him I was like that's that's you one time. Don't ever do it again. If I come back, because <laughs> after that I've already told Julie I'm like we are rolling. Like every time they say it's a storm, I say we rolling. Yeah. I don't want to be here. I mean, because honestly, it was like a third world country around my house because all those people. You know, this was the first town out of like where I live is like the first you know major area out of New Orleans. So <laughs> like all those people were out of home. You know, they were all here. I, we, I remember we like, right two days after the storm, we drove up the road, and it's the first time we left the house, and there were just people for miles, you know, with their clothes and bags and just sitting on the side of the road, and, I mean, it was uh, probably the only bad thing about it is it desensitized me to a lot of things. Yeah. Like, you know, you're when you're around that, you know, then, you know, like some other tragedy comes up, and you watch, and it's hard for you to, you know what I'm saying, like, it's yeah. kind of a bad deal. It's hard for you because you're like, I saw so much. Yeah, you know, it was just a bad, uh, yeah. a bad. I don't wish that on anyone. Yeah, That's Mother really Nature. B-
0: she, she's a bad. She's a bad bitch, man. She That's don't play. <laughs> That's she amazing. Don't play. That's amazing. That's great, great story. story. Yeah, thank, thank you, Dave, for asking Greg. Uh, that. Greg's good guy. Good story, yeah, Greg. Thank you. <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, everybody uh, wants you to follow along next week as Greg uh, goes to win his first O Y title to add to all his other titles. So everybody watch for Greg. Check him out on Facebook. And, Greg, thank you for being on the show, dude. That was a lot of fun. I appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, well, I appreciate the opportunity. Absolutely.
5: Hack attack, everybody.
0: Hack, Good job, buddy. <laughs>
7: man. I'll, uh, I'll see
0: y'all in a week. <laughs> yes. Right, wow. That was awesome. That was awesome. Right. That, that, that was, was probably, a pleasure. I want to say it was probably one of the best interviews from a fellow pro that we've had yet.
2: Yeah. I can't believe you it's said... Insightful. I can't Peace believe great. Yeah. I can't believe you accused him of having a big head.
4: <laughs> Are you kidding me, dude?
2: You're sitting over there with that head and you're going
4: to be in this conversation, There's a man. lot of big heads
0: yeah, like, around this room. <laughs> There's a, get, get a shot of Dave on the casting couch, yeah. Brian. There's a giant head, in fact, next to Dave's head. Look at that head! Whoa! God, that's a big head, too. Man, that's a big head. <laughs> nice too. teeth, dude. Thank you. I've had a professionally whitened. I use uh, a fish formula. Oh, Colgate. Nice. Sparkle Scale.
4: What's that? Sparkle. That Berkeley. Uh, the, remember that green stuff? Uh, that chum
0: and it? rub. <laughs> I use Berkeley Chum and rub on yeah, my teeth. dude. It looks like semen. Uh, yeah. that's uh gentleman's cream. Yeah. So, we, man, this is th- this show has been so amazingly packed, full of stuff. We're losing time here, Brian. We're losing uh, time. We're, we're, yeah, we're we're going over time. That's we're all right. Way behind scale. All right, that's okay. So, what we're going to do here? Let's do this real quick. Let's take a short. Like a minute. Like a minute break. We're going to regroup. Yeah, we're going to regroup. We're going to take a short break. We're going to refill. By the way, uh, by the way, quick shout-out to Dogfish Head 60-Minute IPA. Thank you, Dogfish Head. Appreciate it. Uh, nice. D- Delaware Brewery. Dogfish Head in the house tonight. We're going to take a quick one-minute break, and we're going to be back with... Brian Bickle. Brian Bickle. Chicago Blackhawks. All right. Hold on, guys. One minute. We'll be back. (laughs) We'll be back.
9: We got it right. And not a lot of an argument uh, from Philadelphia. And the Flyers again dominating in terms of chances. At 10-2 here in the second period. Oh, Bickle and Simmons really going out off the faceoff. Are they going to go? Well, oh, this will be a good scrap. But here we go. There they go. Yeah. Two big boys going out here. Oh. Oh, Simmons got twerked around. The back hit up upper back a thrown against the board. Strangers to throw the dudes, that's for sure. Bickle got that right hand frame. Oh, he's really got a, a lot of shots. And Simmons not giving up easy, that's for sure. We know how strong Wayne Simmons is, and you just saw how strong Brian Pickle is. I, I wonder if the initial uh, impact of Simmons going into the board stunned him. He got tweaked up and thrown backwards into the boards early on there. And he had to recover just to get up and keep going. It started, they, they were separated a couple of times. And then they were both thinking about it. Should I go now? Do I want to stay in this game or are I going to be up? Now watch what happens with Simmons as he gets thrown around here. Oh. See how he was on a really bad angle? And yes, the strength of Brian Bickle really showed there. Spun him around and pushed him backwards. Simmons didn't land very many, but at the end of it, Brian Bickle got some biggies. There's, there's yeah. another look. See, even the back of his head seemed to get raked down the boards. He seems okay over there.
0: Folks at home. <laughs> We're back. Folks at home, folks at home. Um, back from uh, a much needed beer break and. Uh Man, I've got to tell you, this is this has been... Uh, Brian the Carpenter, let me get your feedback. You've been sitting back there from day one. Uh, this, this, is, this has been a, a freaking ride, unreal show today.
1: Uh, this is amazing.
0: You know what's interesting? I The folks at home don't know. A lot of tension in in the studio oh, before it aired. Oh, my God. Technical yeah. issue? Tell me. T- tell everybody yeah, a little bit about it. Yeah, nothing worked. Nothing <laughs> worked. We had no computer. We had no video. Yeah, we went for it. We went for it. And here we are. And it's happening. And here a it is. special shout-out to Mark Jeffries. Yes. Mark Jeffries coming through again. Coming through cell. again. Thank you, Mark. We appreciate it. But, uh... It's been a dynamic show. Dave, yeah, what's your yeah. opinion of the show so far? Love it. Love Co- the a show. lot of good, good stuff.
4: Time. Yeah, I mean uh, what people don't understand is what Brian went through before the show started.
1: Yeah. Trying to get everything pressure. dialed in. I mean, it literally oh, went to done done the last that. minute. You're welcome. You're welcome.
0: You're welcome. All right. So Hey, Brian Bickle's on the line. He is. All right. Well, let's let's get a How amazing uh, is that? by the way, I'm gonna let everybody know I'm gonna rat him out. Uh, you see an empty seat next to me. Pete Glusick is actually draining the main vein right now. <laughs> he's, he's trying to get rid of he had like ten coffees. Jumping spot, Dave. Before he got do here. You, do you think Pete sits State. down or stands up? I, I, I probably sits down for most of it. But uh, uh, let's, let's jump right into it. Uh, without any further ado, and uh, real quick though, oh, okay. let's just jump right into it. Without any further ado, good friend of mine, uh, amazing hockey player, and an amazing fisherman, we're going to ask him about that, on the line we have Brian Bickle. Brian!
8: Hey, guys. How you
0: oh, thank God you answered. I, I was just going to fire my producer had you not said something. Damn it. How are you doing tonight, man?
8: I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Uh, I was just listening on uh, the hack attack, and um, we did pick up a little bit of time, but uh, hopefully we have enough time to get to... Uh, Good questions,
0: man. Oh, we're 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 going to run late for you. We're going to run like midnight if you can stick around with oh, us, yeah. man. Uh, first of all, I want to say congratulations, man. Congratulations on being a dad. That's that's awesome. <laughs> Yay. Good job. Uh, Michaela, she was born. How many weeks ago now,
8: Bry? Uh, two two weeks ago. Um, it was on the 23rd. Um, yeah, it was exciting. You know, to be that our first kid and uh, have a little baby girl. Um, you know, it's tough uh, the first couple weeks, but I think uh, she's been doing really well. I think my wife Amanda. And I have adjusted to, to what she's bringing to this world, and we're just happy for it. It's awesome. Fatherhood is
0: an awesome thing, man. Uh, you know, I think everybody here in the room, uh, the Brian, the Carpenter, Pete, and Dave, and I all went through it. It, it changes you. It changes you. It, it definitely changes you. It's 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 the most amazing thing that can happen in your life, in my opinion.
2: You I, know what I mean? It's life-changing experience, no matter what you do. And I think it, I think it makes you a great person. You it know, does. in general, just being able to to uh, expose yourself to that. And congratulations to you, Brian.
0: Yeah. Awesome. awesome. I like awesome you thing. guys. Awesome thing. That brings up a, a good question. Is there more pressure in... Here's, here, here it goes. Three-part question for you, Brian. More pressure in trying to catch a big bass, playing in the Stanley Cup playoffs, or having a baby?
8: <laughs> um. I don't know. I don't, I don't think the fishing is uh, on the top of the list.
0: I I <laughs> Not for you it
8: isn't. <laughs> Not for me it isn't. But uh, I've been in a couple of tournaments where, you know, you need that one big fish and you're trying to get it crunched down in the last, you know, hour to half hour and it, it gets nervous. But, uh, you know, to see your, especially me and my firstborn, um, you know, coming to this world, uh, you know, that is yeah. definitely special to me. And, yeah. um, you know, playing in playoffs, it's, it's nothing like that, but, uh, it, you know, family comes first in and, and anything in this in this world. Is, yeah. um, to see that happen is it's, uh, it's really a, awesome. It's amazing.
0: It's an amazing thing. And and just to let everybody know, just to let all the viewers know, uh, you know, Brian, he's a badass hockey player. But I want to tell you, I, I saw it firsthand, Pete. He can fish. He can fish. I'm going to speak for you. I'm not going to let you brag on yourself. I'm going to brag for you. <laughs> Dude, we were out on St. Clair out on the out there kind of probably where you were you know near the mile roads you know doing the doing the drop shot and the drag and all that and he kicked my
2: ass from the back of the boat I'm not kidding you I mean it was amazing to watch it I, I read that article Brian, have you been fishing a long time i mean have you been fishing your whole life
8: um yeah i think uh, you know Growing up uh, outdoors, uh, kind of family and the rent cottages when I was younger, and just to be, you know, fishing, and um, I just kind of picked up ice fishing probably. I don't know, say 10, 12 years ago, and it just kind of, you know, stuck on me. And, I, you know, I, I enjoy doing other fishing, but, truly, it's, uh, it's bass fishing for me. It's, uh, it gets my blood flowing through my veins. But, uh, yeah, definitely, I had the opportunity to go out. My wife set up a, a fishing day for my wedding gift as the fish with, like, First nope. time I met him, I remember we had a wow. bet: uh, first awesome. fish and biggest fish. And uh, I ended up waxing, so it's
5: <laughs> <laughs> oh, you
0: had to go there. You had to reveal the bet. He did. He won both. He won both. He had the four pounder and he had
2: the first fish. So that's I, right. I saw you took the Stanley Cup fishing. Is, is that was
8: awesome, by the way. Did, did, yes. Lord,
2: did Lord Stanley's Cup catch anything that day? <laughs> yes. Dave he fished yeah, with we, Dave Mercer. Yeah, that was yeah. Awesome.
8: We did. We uh, I met Dave, uh, you know, four or five years ago um, in, a, in a celebrity tournament and then became friends over the years and then uh, I won the cup the first time and then he's like hey if you win the cup again we're going to bring it on my show then like literally like a year you know two years later um, we end up winning again so uh, I promised him that and we had a good day we went out uh, two days and made a fast a fishing show and uh, we put cups or uh, fish in the cup and um, you know it was a uh, I have to say the second day was a little rougher from because we had you know a period of time where you can only have it for so long so you know we got banged up the first day and the second day I, was, I couldn't breathe I was just so hung over and um, <laughs> but we made it work so it was exciting. That,
0: that's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, speaking of uh, you know by the way let me let me throw this out there by the way anybody has a question uh, for Brian uh, you, you can uh, hit me up on Twitter it's Mike underscore or Or, of course, uh, message us right through instant feedback. Ask any question. But, you know, what I want to get into, and this is something that is interesting because it parallels professional sports. You know, uh, know, here we have one of the best ice hockey players in the world, and we're talking about professional bass fishing. And and people, a lot of times, have a hard time, you know, making a parallel between the sports. But the one thing I, I want you to talk about is... You in particular, Brian, you perform unbelievable under pressure. You get to the playoffs, and your level of performance just seems to rise up ab- above anybody else it just it just you know just goes up notches and notches and I can relate to that you know when 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 you 're under pressure you know when you have to make the classic, you have to win you know there 's all that pressure. I feel my performance you know rise up to a different level mm-hmm. talk Talk a little bit about that bri How, how does that operate in your mind? Cuz Cause, cause when you get to the playoffs you're just it's ridiculous. You're 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 out of your mind, insane. How how does
8: that work? Um you know, it it's, it's tough, you know. I like I like to play the the way that I do in playoffs and the regular season. Um, you know, physically, my body. If I could do it, I I would. But I, it, it's a tough sport um, to do that. You know, 82 games and then expect to be in playoffs to, to proceed the same way. I'm um, I'm actually happy. This is my first year where I didn't come off of surgery after playoffs. So um, that's the biggest thing. You, you lay your body on the line every game um, in the playoffs. So you to do whatever it takes to to get that win. I think. Um, for me, that's that's what I drive for, and I and I, I know the coaches and managing staff always wants to to hear me say the you know I'm, we need to show more of that in the regular season. And I agree with them, but you know I just enjoy that time of year. Everything happens um, that much quicker, and it's more physical. And I'm a, a big guy that uh, likes to muck up in the corners. I heard that. Uh, them in the fight before the the. You know, on there, I thought that was pretty funny
0: too. Yeah. So. By by the way, Brian, I don't know if you knew this, but Brian the Carpenter is sitting back there grinning this entire time you've been on the phone. A he's, he's, he's a big fan of yours and a big fan of hockey. So he's you, you got a fan behind the glass here grinning over here. It's really hey, nice to see. Brian, uh, I got to watch
4: Brian the Carpenter slob over Rick Tuckett's knob one time at a bar. It was pretty bad. Rick Tuckett and Bobby Boucher was at a bar, and I got to watch Brian and be a Ryan fanboy Boucher, douche. Yeah, well I don't watch. Huh? I <laughs> you didn't blink once. So who's the douche? All right, you
0: didn't blink when you were looking at those guys. <laughs> uh, I, I do have a quick story too. I want to. I want to get to. Can we? Can we get a close up of this? Brian? Is there a possible way to get a crotch cam on this? Or you can actually control it. You have
3: it? to discuss this. I want to discuss. Amanda this. is leaving comments. Your wife. Your she's wife? cracking me okay. up. Okay. All right. So, so she's talking about the lack of energy. All right. All
0: right. So we're showing it right now, Brian. We're showing, uh, and this is amazing. We got a, my wife and I, Becky, got an opportunity to to go up uh, visit Brian and his wife and, and watch her playing a game up in Chicago. And it was this amazing gesture uh, of this jersey, man. And I was so stoked, man. I, you know, here's this uh, chance to, to to watch them, and I got these amazing seats and hanging out with Brian's wife, and I throw this Blackhawks jersey on. And little did I know, but on the back. Instead of Iconelli, <laughs> it said Lacanelli. <laughs> No, no. This is the repaired version. Oh, Dave, right. but the original <laughs> version said Lacanelli, and I loved it. You know what I mean? Because that's that's that. I like it. Yeah. I like I like the errors. You know, that's that's like a one of a kind. Very very know? normal occurrence in our life. It is. It is. No, there's no way there could be two vowels next to each other. How can you have an I and an A next to each other? You know what I mean? <laughs> it's impossible. Uh, but the original one said Lacanelli, and uh, it, they, they wouldn't have it. And they went back and fixed it to Icanelli. But uh, we, we proudly discussed play the jersey in the Ike Live studio, bro. I just want to let you know that. That was awesome.
8: Yeah, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, that wasn't that wasn't my bad. I, I sent the the text thing Ike and ellie and they you know the capital I they thought it was the L so I don't know they didn't <laughs> know what they're doing up in the, in the stuff. But you know that is nice. I saw that uh, it's just up there on the wall at the left of you to to see you from Philly. You don't have any Philly uh, stuff up there to, to represent the lockouts. It's cool.
0: I'm sure when I get off the get off the set here in about an hour, there's going to be a line of angry bullies outside waiting to beat me up. I'm pretty sure that's going to happen, but uh, but we'll see. Back real quick, while we're there, let's get some questions. What do we have coming in on uh, on instant feedback? What do we have coming in on Twitter? Any good questions for Brian?
3: Well, you guys covered some because people were interested in the, uh, the Mercer fishing. Yeah. Most people are just really, really excited because apparently they're all hockey and fishing fans. Wow. Wow. So they're really excited about this. Um, uh, You know what? Uh, Brian, I'm going to ask you questions, unfortunately. I really, I don't know what any of this means. Okay. How do you feel about Sir Sidney Crosby? Uh, What does that mean? (laughs)
1: Look at Brian laughing. (laughs) The carpenter's laughing. Uh. That's fine. That's to you. What was the
8: question
3: again? <laughs> I don't even know. It just says, "How do you feel about Sir Sidney Crosby?"
1: Sir. Uh,
0: about Sir Sidney Crosby? Yeah. That's funny.
3: <laughs> Machine Head, yeah. eighty-five. L What is it, Brian? Do you nice. Brian and Brian? Do you I want to both comment?
1: Yeah. It's, it's to you, Bickle. I've never played against
0: them.
8: I, I don't really understand the question. You said something, Sidney Crosby. I, I, can't, I can't quite. I think, think they want to know what you think about Crosby. Oh, um, you know, he's he's the best in the world. Uh, you know, he's uh, the face of, you know, hockey, you know, from playing hockey my whole life. And, you know, the names before were like Betsy, Lemieux, and like guys like that. Now there's a new era. Where, you know, the young players are, are superstars like, you know, Crosby, Tay, Sam and he's one of those guys that um uh you know, he's the next level, and I think, you know, for him, for the sport, and him being Canadian, it's uh, it's awesome, I think, you know, for what he's done for the country and, you know, helping the team lead to, you know, two gold medals, he's uh, he's a hockey icon. Uh, you know, I expect him on the ice, I know I, I don't uh, like to say those kind of words when I'm playing against him on the ice, but uh, <laughs> there might be a different, uh, different language in there, but... Uh, you know, it, it, it changes, and when we go on ice, it, it's all business, and, um, you know, I respect the other players, and i
4: sure they can. Hey, Brian, uh, last year you fought Wayne Simmons, and you you took him to task. Now, I understand you probably don't sit there and spar on the ice with your, with your teammates, but do you like uh do, you do any kind of training with your hands or anything like that, or how are you so proficient at dropping dudes with your knuckles, man?
8: <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, you know I, I, it's a tough thing to fight, because... Um, tough thing to do to to get better. at. It. I think the the way to get better is to get in more fights and to learn <laughs> from your mistakes and stuff like that. Believe it or not, yeah. but um, yeah, it was kind of weird. Simmons was you know cross checking me. I'm like looking at him, like what are you doing? Like get out of here. And then all of a sudden he just we just like we kind of locked eyes and we just knew it was going to happen. And then uh, you know what happened after that? That was uh, his uh, his daring himself to get in a bad situation. So. Um, You know, it's uh, part of the game, and I think that's what makes their sport so exciting, is, uh, you know, we're the only sports allowed to, you know, drop the gloves and, you know, fight for whatever minute and go in the box and then... You know, come back out in five minutes and, you know, maybe do it again.
4: So when uh, it happens, are you thinking, like, I need to keep my chin low, mouth shut? Like, are, are these things going through your head, or are you just, just trying to get as many bombs in on them as possible?
8: Well, uh, you kind of need to know your opponent. I you know, sometimes when you go in a fight, it just happens, and, you, and you're and just like, oh, look at this guy. This guy's either don't you know, beat the shit me, and you need to protect yourself or or things like that or if some other guy that you know he's not very tough he, he thinks he wants to challenge you you just go to you go to house on him and just throw as many punches and and kind of hurt him as much as possible yeah. you know uh,
0: it's interesting because here's another parallel between fishing uh, I don't know if you know but at the Chickamauga tournament me and Kevin locked eyes just like that you know but instead we just threw Zara Spooks at each other so <laughs> yeah. Yeah. it was a little Different, but it was kind of the same. Well, well yeah. let,
2: let me ask you this, Brian. Be, being all your fight experience. Who would win in a fight between Ike and Ellie and Kevin Van Damme? Oh.
6: No, I got Ike. I can bomb, dude. <laughs> I've seen it.
8: Yeah, <laughs> he's a frisky little fella. <laughs> <laughs> right,
0: let's, let's not talk about the night at the bar. I, I want to. We're not gonna. We're not gonna talk Are you sure? Because people would probably like that, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Did it in Chicago too. Yeah. I, uh, oh, well no, it didn't it didn't happen. It didn't happen. I, had, uh, I had a big dude with me. I wasn't scared
1: to do anything. You weren't scared. <laughs> no.
4: All it takes is the Jägermeister and a,
0: yeah. and a smart ass across from the bar, uh, man. We <laughs> were like
5: the
0: old people at the bar. Yeah, it's we're the, Yeah, we're the old people. That's all right. It was fun. That was a
4: fun night. That's everywhere we go now, by the way, in case you didn't realize denial denial. <laughs>
0: oh man. Alright, let's get back on track. Uh what I know you went to uh, you, you took some vacation. You took some destination trips this year, fishing. What 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 was some of the highlights for you this year? I know you went to Fork. I think you were in Florida. What 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 was your best trip this year?
8: Um, you know, with my schedule, it's really tough. I mean, especially you know the newborn this this year, we kind of you know eliminated the the fishing trips. But uh, you know during the season, we had that Olympic break um, for two weeks, and um, we went up to. Cabo did some uh, bluefin uh, for a day, which was uh it was pretty cool and then um, i I took three days and went out to fork uh so there was a huge coal friend went up to fork and um you know I got you know one of my better fishes is seven and a half my my buddy caught a ten and a half at fork and um for being out there for the first time it's uh you know a different experience just to what that lake can do, and um, you know, for me, I've been to, I've been to Lake O um, a couple years ago, and then you know, seeing Fork, uh, you know, I'm a flipper. I just love flipping dumps and. Whatever you need. Just let that hook that uh, rip that line through their mouth, it's uh, it's exciting. Thanks. Fli- flipping's
0: the uh, flipping's fun, man. Yep. <laughs> if I had to pick yeah. one way to catch them, it'd be flipping. Frogging. It, fro- frogging's cool too. Frogging. Frogging's cool. It's bit, fro- frogging's visual. But there's something about flipping, just jacking them. Yeah, I agree. Oh, yeah. Dude, come on. It's, you know.
2: Come on. It's a lot of fun, but you got to say Smallmouth Fishing where Brian lives has got to be some of the best fishing that there is. That ha- do do you have a favorite smallmouth lake up there, Brian?
8: Um where I lived, uh it it has through the Trent system and through, you know, Rice Lake up to the Corps Lake. Um, you yeah, I've been on Erie last year too. Erie's uh you know, one of the you know best small fisheries in in the world. And um, see the numbers that uh, easily can produce in a day up there. It's it hands down the the finest place I've been on. Um, I haven't been any destination spots where get to fly a plane and, and catch you know 100 bass in like an hour up in you know northern uh Ontario and up there. Um but for me Erie is uh is uh my place to be. Is it
2: is that the West End? Do you fish out there by Buffalo? Is that where you fish Erie?
8: Yeah, you know, um the closest you know or for the East End. for me it's like a four hour drive to one way to get down there. Yeah. Um, you know, to take a day out there to fish uh on the you know near Buffalo, um, on the, the sand dunes out there, that the uh, you know dragon and tube, it's boring. But when they hit it, it's uh, they almost break the rod there time.
2: That's an amazing place. Buffalo is is just that eastern end of area is just amazing. You Catch a hundred fish, fish a day. Fish factory. Yeah, yeah that's a so fish factory. Brian, awesome.
4: to add to that, I have a question. With well, your new four-year, sixteen million dollar contract, <laughs> you, have a go, you have a gold plated ranger. What are you floating in, my man? <laughs> I
8: float in I float nitro. Um, All right. I, I've. Uh, the years of you know having a cottage and, and fishing more and more, I think uh, I upgraded from a 17 foot now. I got a 21 foot, so um, I'm rowing a nitro, and uh, you know, it's a, it's a clean boat uh, for what I need. I I know there's always something bigger and better coming out, but um, for what I need to do, I think that uh, it's perfect. My wife uh, surprised me a couple years ago for a Christmas gift, so I have the hats off for her. She's giving me more and more out in the water you, can't, you can't
1: Wow. Wives
4: around the world. Yeah, Mel, you listening? Yeah, right. <laughs> let's give a shout out to the supportive wives out there. That's awesome. How about that?
0: That's <laughs> awesome. All right, so we got some questions coming in. Here's one for you, Bri. Uh, we got a question. that says, uh, a fan knows you shoot left-handed. What hand do you reel with when you're bass fishing? That's a great question. Yeah, good one.
8: Yeah, um, you know, I shoot left-handed. And uh, hockey, baseball, um, you know, golf. But uh, I like to cast with my right and then reel off my left. I'm originally right-handed. I do everything uh, right-handed wow. from baseball. But for me, I like to you know set hooks on my right, cast on the right, and then click on the reel and i them back with the left. would be like us. That's interesting. That's crazy. Man. Yeah. yeah, that's pretty yeah, cool. But right-handed. They're opposite. Yeah. Um, I don't. I just. I've always liked reeling off my left. I don't know it's quicker and easier. I feel like I see all the all the guys that cast to the right, then they're flipping into the, the left hand and start reeling with the right. I feel that extra two seconds or whatever it's just it's just chaos I don't like it at all so I just like fishing left
2: well said well said I advise anybody starting fishing you know, you yes. don't you don't want to switch hands. No. All of us that started, you know, 20 years ago, we were kind of forced to switch before hands before there were left-hand
0: retrieves. There were yeah. only rights. That's right. Yeah. But now, if you if you're so used to that right, mm-hmm. you're talking about those fractions of a second. It
2: adds up over the course of
0: a day, a career. Absolutely. Miss bites. Yeah. You know. Yeah, that's huge. I wish I could go back and learn because I I kind of feel like I'm handicapped sometimes
2: <laughs> I do. Yeah, it is. I try. I tried switching because I had tendonitis in my elbow, and I was forced uh-huh. to try to cast and reel with the opposite hands that I use, yeah. and, and I was hopeless, man. Yeah. I was—I tried for for four months to get good at it. I was in the trees, I was caught, I couldn't make it work, so I had to deal with the pain. Yeah. Well, when I, I had to get real accurate. I go to my right, but
1: I—I
4: I, I became proficient with my left within the last like ten years or so, working at it every day. You know. Switch
1: header,
0: huh? <laughs> Dave's a switch hitter. <laughs> 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 where's the sound effect? Yeah, exactly. But the car brian's humdingers getting no yeah. sound effect oh, I mean, you know that that actually brought up uh I, w- I was trying to get i was trying to find it and and couldn't find it the, this evening for the show but i don't know if you knew this brian but uh I was a badass street hockey player back uh, in the day. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was a right winger for the ball hogs. Got to give sh- a shout out to the you ball You were hogs. center. I, I centered, too. Yeah, you centered. Myself. I centered, but I didn't like center. I like wings. I could just cherry pick out there and yeah. just wait for stuff to happen. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, so. both Brian and Mike. Brian the carpenter and Mike That's Cannelli. Run and meet legends in street hockey. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you very much. And we also dug in the uh, trash can at the Lux Bakery for old Rolls and ate them.
4: And the presidential apartment's dumpsters for Playboy magazine. That's right. Out. Yeah. The old
0: pornography, man. When you were a teen, that was big.
4: These kids nowadays, right at their fingertips. We Absolutely, had a dumpster dive it's, for. A diff- it's a different world. Yeah, Brian. When I was we're getting one, off topic. Well, no, no, we'll talk about Brian. When I was a kid growing up with hockey, growing up around all these guys with hockey, the, 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 like the heavy slow kid got put in the ill-equipped goalie pads and had shots fired at me with, like you know, like a baseball glove and, and, and like no waffle. You know what I mean, dude? No
8: waffle. It's good. like Goldberg and Mighty Ducks. (laughs) Oh, my God.
0: All right, let's get back on topic. Uh, Tell me about uh, how how are you preparing, Brian? Because I know when we were at St. Clair a year or two ago, we were talking a lot about you guys train and practice Unbelievably, I mean, like uh, it, it's crazy how much training and practice you guys go through. Where are you at right now? Where when's the season start? Fill us in a little bit for especially for the non-hardcore hockey fans. Fill us in. Where are you at on on the new season?
8: Um, I'm feeling pretty good. You know, again, like I said before, I, I didn't have any injuries coming off that season, so it kind of, you know, have those injuries especially back for you know how long depends how you're out. be a month or two months, but you could not really do any physical exercise, and then you're just that much far behind now. This summer, uh, I feel really strong and very healthy, which is a good thing. Um, you know, it's uh, it's a grueling summer, and, like, I, you know, I work out and skate every day. You know, I maybe have say about a dozen days through the whole year where you don't you know exercise or wow. you know um you know skate or anything like that but uh you know we start in about a couple weeks the training camp uh i know that first you know couple weeks is the hardest part of the season where yeah. we do all the physicals and, and all those crazy tests to, to see if uh you know you got stronger or anything like that but um you know it's uh you know I I can't complain I, I enjoy the sport uh you know, still to the day, uh, I like to have fun going to the rink and, and having fun with the boys and, and goofing around. I'm a, I'm a, a big kid, basically, just uh, and play hockey for a living. It's, it's uh, awesome. I can see probably you to, to fish for your life. It's, um, you know, it's a dream come true.
0: it's a, it's a, it's a great point, man. Uh, we, we, we say it all the time. You know, we kind of have an inside joke like living the dream. But it's true. You know what I mean? To be able to do something you love to do, to turn a childhood hobby mm-hmm. and passion. Passion into your career—that's a—that's a really special thing, you know. Whether you fish or you play hockey or you paint or you know whatever it is, if if you could do what you like to do every day, feels a lot less like work. There are bad days, like every profession has bad days, and you feel guilty for complaining about. You do, those you feel guilty. Days. You have a terrible day and you feel guilty, but. I only caught 15
2: bass today.
0: <laughs>
4: yeah, there's about, there's about 18 Revos, and Davy Jones' locker would disagree with you. <laughs> <laughs> we'll
2: talk about that.
0: Uh, oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Well, let, let me tell you, uh, I, I, Brian, thank you for being on the show. I want to tell you, we would love to have you in studio one time. We'll keep in touch. Uh, maybe when you play Philly one day, we'll get you over here in the studio. We'd love to have you live uh, on set, but thanks for joining us. Before we let you go. Tell me a little bit about you and your wife Amanda have an amazing charity set up. Tell everybody a little bit about that and where they could they could go on to help with that charity. It's it's uh, you guys are are doing Pit Bull Rescue and doing a lot for for dogs and, and tell us a little bit about that and where they could could follow that.
8: Yeah, it's it's called the Brian and Amanda Pickle Foundation. Um, you know, we adopted a dog uh, about nine years ago. Uh, she's a Staffordshire Terrier, which is one of the mixed breeds of pit bulls. And uh, being in Ontario, um, you know, a couple of years later, after we got her, there was a ban. So every, you know, pit bull born underneath that gear had to been, you know, transported or, you know, most likely executed. So um, we kind of, you know, took to the heart to... To get a foundation going a couple of years ago, um, I know you know Chicago is a big a big market in um, in pit bulls, and we're just trying to make awareness and and help out this breed that uh, you know how good they really are. It's all up to the owners that uh, you know treat any dog, and it's just is enforcement uh, you know the rep they have right now, and we're just trying to turn it. I think. Um, know for me to step up or you know there's another guy that uh, used to play in the Chicago, in the Chicago. Um, sports is Mark and he had the same situation um, he got traded to Toronto Blue Jays and he couldn't bring his dog so he, his family had to stay in Florida where he lived and he couldn't be with his family because the dogs are a family and it's just you know we're trying to get more awareness and, and help out the breed um, you know one dog at a time
0: yeah well that that 's awesome that's uh, it 's a great program and uh, bringing awareness to that and uh, man thank you a million for being on the show and we uh, we wish you the best in hockey and more importantly. We wish you the best in fishing coming up in the new year. So <laughs> thanks. thanks for joining us. Brian you, nice everybody. Wow. Hey, well, Brian, one more thing.
1: Um, there's, uh, I, I think I speak for all of Philly in regards to Sidney Crosby and what you think of him.
5: <laughs>
0: <laughs> wow. Thank you. <laughs> nice sound effect there, Brian. You're gonna have uh... that was for Sydney, right? That was for Sydney. That was for Sydney. Okay. Did I not make that clear? No, no, that it was clear. Right. I cool. think that's gonna help us he's not, a big dude. Yeah. yeah, it's it's yeah. gonna help us not get beat up when we when we leave the the studio today. Yes, yeah, so. that's, that's why I did it. Thank you for doing that, man. But, that was that was awesome. He's a good guy, man. Yeah. yeah. What
2: a cool, what a cool, what a cool dude, man. It's, it's awesome. Cool it's awesome. These super talents that keep coming on your show.
0: It, you know what I find is amazing is how there's this crossover. Like at the end of the day, Brian's a fish head. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Trent Cole, fish yep. head. Right. You know what I mean? And and it's so I love that that you know, superstars. King Kong Bundy, dude. King Kong Bundy. Local guy. And King Kong Bundy. You know, anybody can be a fish It's head. really
2: neat because when I'm talking to them, you know, I'm kind of set back a little bit because they're, they're super professional athletes that are on the national stage. But then once you start talking about fishing... It's it's uh man, he's just he's just like a fishing buddy. Just a regular you know? it dude. It brings it brings everybody right it, to that it level. It brings
0: everybody to the same level. He's mm-hmm. a regular dude, he likes to fish. Forget about the multi million dollar contracts, yep. forget about the Ferraris, the whatever forget about all that. He likes to fish. The dude's a fish head. He likes that puzzle. He likes that challenge yeah. of catching a bass, reeling it in, landing it. So
2: and he, he thinks he thinks that you would take KVD in a fight. Wow! I know Mike would.
4: <laughs> I've seen Mike's
2: work. dude. <laughs> Flying
4: elbows, baby. Flying it, it, the elbows are yeah. always. Uh, What's that Drake song? Zero to a hundred, man.
5: <laughs> Mike
0: is right there,
2: dude. Uh-huh. From, the blackout. The blackout from, scenarios, man. Yeah. Hopefully, we never see that. No retard to overhand them. right in don't seconds. <laughs> All
0: right, let, let, let's. Uh, man, I. I, I no
3: no you, no no! We gotta stop.
0: We gotta stop.
3: We have had yes a ton.
0: Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Let's get a camera back here. Look, why we want to see Rebecca while she's talking? Hold on a second. Are okay. you telling me that the the course of the show is going to be altered right now? Yes, it is. We're running late, but we're going to alter the, the course. of the show? Fans have okay.
3: altered the show. Right, All right, the my. fans. The fans Thank own you fans the show. So. Instant feedback, Twitter, everything. Okay. They want to hear from Ish Monroe.
0: The fans yeah. want to hear from Ish Monroe. They do. Okay, well, what do. What, 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 what do they want to talk there's, to Ish about? There's
3: been this recent article, and and I think there's, there's you know, mixed views and maybe some thoughts. And they, they just want Ish's opinion. They want everyone's opinion.
0: Okay. All right, I'd I love to talk to you. Can we get Ish on the phone? Let's do it? it.
3: He's here. Let's go. He's
0: here. Can we Can we actually get Ish on the phone? Is yeah, he on yes, the phone? you can actually get you can actually get me on He's the phone.
6: Oh God. Oh my God. It's Ish Monroe, everybody, Ish Monroe. Wow, what's going, what's going on? What's Ish, going on? How you
0: doing? You were not. This is the most interesting because I'm looking at my I'm looking at my sheet here, and I don't see Ish Monroe anywhere on the sheet. But I am so glad you're here. How you doing, man? I am excellent. Let, let me hear. Come on, tell me. Because I, I, I live through you sometimes. Tell me how the time off is, man. You've been home. You've been taking Saltwater fishing. I'm at, imagine saltwater fishing. I'm at, you know, how can you live life without saltwater fishing? I, I can imagine it. I'm not there yet, <laughs> I,
2: uh, but I can imagine <laughs> it. Are you calling us from your new car?
0: Uh
6: what new car? I don't have a new car. <laughs> <laughs> we're not talking about that on there. <laughs> no. Yeah. That's no.
0: There. <laughs> the, the, the time all been good. So, we, we, saltwater fishing. What are we talking about? We're talking about tuna. We talking. What are we talking, we're talking about, about here? We're talking about
6: salmon. We're talking about rockfish. We're talking about lingcod. Mm, I, you know, excellent. you can check out. You can check out my Twitter at fish, fish and see the post of the lingcod we caught today.
2: Wow. Have you caught any giant grouper that eat four-foot sharks?
6: No, we have not caught any giant groupers. Who are you saltwater? But we fishing? did find we did find Nemo. Who are you fishing uh, with, Bob? Who, who am I with? Who am I with? I'm by myself. I'm here at home. No, I mean, who are you saltwater water fishing with? Oh, saltwater fishing with Bob from Paycheck Baits and my accountant Ben and another one of our guys that we know, and Jay, the great guide out here. I mean, dude's awesome. He's a bass fisherman slash saltwater
0: guy. Love yep. it. Love it! I love it! I love it! So, love. Let, let
3: so what? Let's w- get down to
0: business. All right, let's get down to business. So, listen. Let's, let's so get here, down to business. Yeah. So here, here <laughs> we go. Here we go. So, Ike Live is a controversial show to begin with. We do the damn show nine to eleven p.m. So, you know, this, this is a, a off the wall show anyway. So, you know, I, I think none. I would not prep for any of this, but I think I know what all these. We're talking about the feedback, right? We're having a ton of feedback. I know what it's for. And so let, let, let's talk a little bit. I want, I want you to talk about it. I know you'll... Feel free to say anything you want, Ish. There's no censorship I, you in this. Know, show. You
6: know, you, and you know I will. You know yeah. I will. You know, you know I don't hold
0: back on yeah. anything. And,
3: and I so, think the biggest thing is that that everyone in this room is friends with Ish. Yes. And we know Ish has a great heart. Yes. And I'm wondering if people didn't understand the article completely yes. and where that's, you were coming from. I think from. that's
0: exactly. And I, let me preface any of this by saying that uh, I did read the article, and I know you, and i I want to say that I agree with what you said I ag- I agree that you know I agree with that theory you know I agree with it I get it I get with exactly what you said I the think premise. You w- the I think premise.
2: I think people, you might want to explain what the yeah, premise is okay. There, okay. there is really I mean the article speaks for itself first of all
0: you know people
6: did not read the article thoroughly the people that are comment on it that I've heard are the people that obviously didn't read the article thoroughly they think that I'm blaming my bad season on Facebook posts I'm not blaming my bad season on Facebook pros. I'm saying it's accumulation of a lot of things, including that, yeah. and that's one of the things that bothers me. Yeah. I, 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 I golf, but I don't claim to be a professional golfer. I drive a fast car. I don't claim to be a professional race car driver. I date lots of women. I don't claim to be a giggle. <laughs> that's not me. I don't, I don't, I don't think that's true. But what I'm breaking it down to is as a professional, That's what you do to make a living. When you pull up Facebook, you pull up Twitter, you pull up Instagram, all these people have this label as professional angler. And none of these guys make a living fishing. They don't fish the top-level tours such as Bass or FLW. They fish club tournaments. Some guys don't fish at all. Guys wear jerseys everywhere they go. You've seen it. I've seen it. Been at the club. Guys got a jersey on at the club. <laughs> the it's the
9: not club. gonna break out at the what club. How clubs you First going to? <laughs> guys are rocking jerseys, dude. Hey, Mud Lake, Kentucky.
6: Hey, you know, <laughs> where are you at? I'm just, I'm just saying. The clubs anywhere you go, they brothers break out and they jersey and think <laughs> that there's they gonna break out at the club and they gonna get the honey with the jersey. Oh, 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 oh. Right. <laughs> so what i'm saying is is that i'm just tired of people claiming to be something that they're not i don't do it why should someone take away from the hard work and effort and the energy that i put into as a professional angler and a professional angler consists of lots of things just because you fish tournaments does not make you a professional angler if you pay your bills through professional angling such as what we do then you can consider yourself a professional. I'm not a professional doctor. I'm not a lawyer. I don't claim to be something that I'm not. And I wish people would realize that they're not doing anything but hurting the industry by flooding it with, oh, I'm a professional angler. When they call up a company, and as we know, these companies cycle through marketing people Well, the marketing people are fresh out of college. They have no clue. guy calls up, hey, I'm a professional angler. You know, I want to be sponsored by you. Well, this guy goes in and he takes a discount on product and he rocks a jersey for that company. That doesn't make you a professional when you're paying to be sponsored by somebody. You're not making a living doing it. So my statement was: the Facebook pros are people who are pretending to be something that they're not, and I just want people to stop doing it. Right. That's a uh, new term. And that's Facebook what it boils down to. It Facebook, Pro. it. Facebook you, pros. See, kind of and
0: coined a new term right there. See, and,
6: and anybody and anybody that has a problem with it, look at it. Do you claim to be a doctor when you're not? Do you claim to be a race car driver when you're not? If you make your living every day, pay your rent, your mortgage, your car payment, your insurance, your pay for your child's health care, pay for your school, for your kids to go to college through professional bass fishing, then yes, you are professional. But if you have some other job, such as a carpenter, a lawyer, a doctor, a business owner of some sort that doesn't have anything to do with professional bass fishing, that's what you're a professional at.
0: I you know what? This is a lot like what we have here tonight. Brian the carpenter, a producer? It's actually a carpenter posing as a producer. <laughs> True story. <laughs> there we go. But is, like looks like like a is, he back is he getting
6: paid? <laughs> is he getting paid? That is <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we pay Brian in beer, so leave him alone. There him. you go. But no, what I'm saying is, is that you got to get paid to consider yourself a professional. And the thousands of people that claim to be professionals on Facebook, And Twitter and Instagram,
2: you're not. Yeah, yeah. Don't don't, don't be. I um, I have something to say, and I think it's you know we've been wrestling with this topic for since I got started, you know, 15 years, 20 years ago now, and uh, I think and and I credit this to my to my buddy Dave Wallack, who came up with the concept. Well, it's I guess it's not that new of a concept, but why not have a professional card? some type of credential or logo or something that can differentiate the professional angler from the facebook pros it's an awesome right. but here's, but why
6: here's my here's my question here's, here's my question here's my question why do you need to well, I, I don't pretend I don't pretend to be an NBA superstar. I don't even pretend people don't pretend to be NFL players. Well wait, I, I do. Yeah, yeah should playing. I take
4: Sorry. objection to that? I, I read an article about you talking about like middle school basketball, like in and bass, about like it hey, was like your, was, your sports background. Middle school basketball, was, dude. Hey, I was balling. I was balling
6: I was balling. But you can't take, take, take that away from me. I was balling. hey, I in high school I was a freshman on the varsity squad, so I was balling. So you can't take that away. Me. All right, man, you got but that. at the same time, is I never complete. I never said that you know I'm going to be the next NBA superstar. I'm, I'm not going to be you know the next one to go to college for it. You know, I, I are.
2: I think the pros. Are, I think the pros need to find a way to distinguish themselves. Moreover, the amateurs need need to stop. But I, they, they do they financially, Pete. Why is there a need
4: to have a definitive right. explanation of who well, earns a living and who doesn't? Well, Ish is one of those guys that we talked about earlier with Mike that are in that top one-tenth of one percent that actually make mid-six figures, like high six figures, like doing fishing. Why does Ish need some kind of a card to put that out there? And if some tool wants to run around with with a Ranger jersey with a couple stupid patches on it, who cares?
6: And here's the other part about it. You take a guy, and and nothing to knock this guy. You take a guy who makes $30,000 a year, and he doesn't make it doing anything fishing. He doesn't live the lavish lifestyle that the top professional anglers do. And all of a sudden, he's calling himself a pro. What's I mean, what, 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 what distinction is that? There, there, there's got to be a level of courtesy. There's got to be a level of respect because if you call yourself a professional and you have never cast a tournament in your club ter- cast a check in your club tournaments, how are you a professional angler? How can you call yourself What does that? it matter? Don't
2: yeah. you have respect? Well, yeah, well, it, it, it matters. It matters. And I understand what this is saying. It matters when you go and you're talking to the marketing people. When you're trying to right. do business in this industry and it's clouded by uh, uh, the, the, the the millions of those that are, uh, you know, trying to whether get started or masquerade or what it might be. It makes it it makes it makes difficult to communicate with the decision makers.
4: I don't know if it does for here, Ish. Here. He's, the, he's, that, he's that high echelon angler that's a brand. Clearly it does.
6: But here's my thing is is I go to ICAST, and when you see all these people with jerseys on, and you've never seen them fish a tournament, you see all these people on jerseys on who paid their own way to work ICAST to pretend to be something that they're not. That's a problem with our sport will never
3: grow, it will never, grow, it will never some, be big. Some blurry lines.
0: There's blurry lines. But at
3: the same time, there's one thing I live by. Now, granted, it's going to be slightly different than a Jersey situation. But I dress for the status that I want to be perceived as not what I'm already living. So it's what you want to be someday. <laughs> Don't take that the wrong way. project <laughs> <laughs> what I'm
1: saying is... i to, to keep it clean. <laughs> you
3: you, you <laughs> and live for what your goals and your dreams are, right. not for what a, you might be right now. So you want to present yourself... That's an interesting take and, on it. And I'm not trying to say anything against Ish, because I see Ish's point, but I'm also saying if my dream is to be a professional angler and right now yeah. the only thing I've got going is Ranger... Well, I might promote the out of them um, because right. my goal is I'm going to be the next Mike Iaconess. Right. Correct. That's a good but, point. But
6: at the same time, is is you can't Mrs. present yourself as a doctor. You can't present yourself as a nurse. You can't present yourself as an
2: NBA star until you are that. Well, Becky
0: did have, have a, nurse, that, a nurse outfit on the other day when we were in... Uh, hey, yeah, hey, 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 oh, now sorry, we,
6: hey, Mike... And yeah, Some dude sister. around here
0: just got charged with massive
4: charges. Pr- Pros and it's like a breast doctor. That dude was like. Did he really? Oh, yeah, dude. Hey. He had like a whole shop set up and all. Wow. He was just all day long, man, That's honking awesome. horns, man. Good. But hey, brutal. do
6: not talk about my sister like that, Mike. <laughs> I will come and find you. <laughs> I will find you. She's
0: good, whole, She's good, wholesome, innocent mom. Don't she, talk about her like that. I, I won't do that. Uh, by the way, real quick, we are. I, I, I kind of feel like we're not even live anymore because this conversation is getting. So deep, but let me remind everybody: if you're still watching, uh, we want to hear from you. I know there's already been a lot of feedback on this, but we want to hear from you. Uh, Mike underscore Ellie on Twitter, uh, hit us up on the instant feedback section. Uh, we want to hear your thoughts on it. I,
3: oh, they are. I, it's relevant. good.
0: Let, well, let back. Let's <laughs> rattle off. Let, let's let's hear what people are saying. Let's go right to the fans here. What do we got? What what are, what are people saying? Let's get some. Oh, let's Mike, get got, some comments. Yeah.
3: It's back and forth. It's back. Well, let's, and forth, let's hear. Let's hear like, back and uh, forth.
0: We want to hear both of them. Well, yeah. Let's hear both.
3: Well, uh, you know, we got Fred B. who says, how about the guys that work a job and fish to pay the bills? Um. Ish has a good point, but though uh, don't some people wear a fishing jersey like how people wear a hockey jersey? That's a
6: good point. That that is a good. But, the, point. but not with but your own but name but on but it, but those dude. Hockey, exactly. Those hockey jerseys have somebody else's name on it. They can wear my jersey all day long. They can wear <laughs> yes, Ike yes. jersey all day long. They can wear Kevin Van Dam's. Jer- well, sometimes, but they can wear <laughs> Ski Reese's jersey all day long. Kevin, we know we Stop love. Stocker sleeps in a
4: Tocket jersey with no underwear on, but, dude. I mean, but, that's here's, the big but here's
6: the thing. Is, is, here's the thing is, is, I would love for them to take their expenses, such as entry fees, gas money, and expenses, and put that up against what they make, tournament fishing, and see if it balances out to be... In the black, because I will guarantee you, me knowing this industry, that 99.9999% of those, Uh your entry fees and expenses outweigh what you make, so you're not paying the bills. As a tournament
4: angler. Ish, as, as a fan of this sport, from like a psychoanalytical perspective, I don't even know why you're involved in this. You're one of the guys that are at the top. I, I mean, for you to sit there and worry about what these guys are, are even saying or anything, I, I mean, I, I just don't see it, because you're it affects, one of the
6: guys at It affects at the top. my business. It affects my business. When I, Once again, it affects my business when I go to talk to the marketing people. Here's a comment,
3: and from, I, a guy. Here's a comment from a guy who says, what difference does it make if the weekend angler wears a jersey? They're not taking your sponsors. Most of you did the same thing when you started.
6: I did not portray myself as a professional angler until I was.
2: We had people
6: ask me, well, I, I quit, I quit my job to pursue professional angling. And until I could pay my own bills through that, I never considered myself a professional angler.
0: By, by the and way, so um, Ish, we just put up a picture of Randy Howe when he was like 12 and he had patches. a thousand patches on. Yeah. Patches. Yeah.
6: Patches. Who, who, Dude, he looked
4: yeah. like he was held in but, a basement for seven months. You see that tan on him, <laughs>
6: Yeah. But it does, it, it, it does matter because there's a level of respect that needs to come with professional angling because people don't really know and see the hard work and energy that we put into it thank you you know how much work do you put into helping mike as a professional angler hours and hours and hours it takes away days upon days and people just disregard that as oh i fish tournaments so i'm a professional angler really
4: ish in what way has has this hurt you though being being one of the top one tenth of one percent guys how has this hurt you
6: because when the fact is is that when you used to call a company you could get a marketing person on the phone instantly Now, it's so diluted that applications are taken over email. They don't answer their phone. They don't return phone calls because your call gets lost in the hundreds and thousands of emails that they get a year. I am, for one of my companies, I am Pro Staff Manager. If you would see the resumes that I get, I've had people ask me for $50,000 telling me, that they can go on tour and fish the elite series and they've never fished an open before.
3: How is that? I don't know. know, Somebody said by Isha's definition, Steve Kennedy is not a pro.
6: (laughs) (laughs) Steve Kennedy makes more money fishing than another 99% of the people out there, so he is a pro.
4: But as this sport becomes more mainstream and more public with social media and other electronical outlets, it's a supply and demand issue, though-ish. Like you have to, and you have a brand. So how does like the average Joe cut into you? I, I just don't see it. As an average Joe myself, I just don't see average, a, a scrub like the myself average, can affect a guy like you if I put an application out. I got, no one knows who the hell I am.
6: It's not It's not the fact that it it, it, it hurts me in a, a disrespectful way. It hurts me when, and I'm just going to throw out an example. This is me not even being Mr. Ishmael fishing anyway. This is me, Ishmael, hanging out, meeting girls, having fun. Meet a girl. Hey, how's it going? How you doing? How you doing? get some of his anaconda. Exactly. <laughs> hey, things are going good, blah, blah, blah. Just get into small talk, so what are you do? for a living. Oh, well, I'm a, you know, pre-med, blah, 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 blah. Great. I'm kind of married as broad. Then she goes, what do you do? I'm a professional bachelor. Oh, well, my friend is this, 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 and this. Oh, he also this. Do you know who he is? Well, no. Well, I see. I'm, I'm
4: going to declare shenanigans right now, dude. I've been out with you socially one time. and I One time. I, one time and one, I, I watched you, watch you lay down the gauntlet of your successes, my man. So don't you even pull that crap right here
9: because no, I saw hey, it.
6: Hey, 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 hey. All I just want is just it's just people at the top level should be treated with a level of
2: respect. It, this has nothing to I got
3: a good <laughs> comment here, though. I got a great comment. Uh, we want to hear it's a little late. But I I want you to hear this. Ish makes a very simple point in mind. I am a weekend warrior myself and an ex-collegiate angler. But I in no way consider myself a professional angler. I wear my jersey when I fish tournaments, but I don't go out and claim to be a professional or claim to be on the same level as the guys who fish to make their money. If I were a professional angler who made all my money, I need blah, 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 blah. He goes on. But I think what he's saying is, Yes, he fished. Yes, he—you know—he he did it at a level, yeah. but he doesn't have to run around his jersey to be like, right. "Hey, look at me!"
6: Right, right. Hey, and this that's is what, right. And man. It wasn't, when I when I made a comment about the jersey, it was just like there's a there's a there's a time and place. You don't catch LeBron James wearing his Heat jersey to dinner. You don't catch you know any of the NASCAR drivers wearing their jumpsuits to dinner. There's a time and place for it, but when I, I, you go to dinner in your tournament jersey, you're trying to pretend that you're something that you're not.
2: So, so what you're saying is this really has nothing to do with sponsorship, it's cutting into your lady action. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, hey,
6: hey, hey, yeah. hey,
2: hey. it's a very important part. It's a very important
6: part. It's a very important part of life. Come on now. Oh, what a
3: night! Nice. So Ish. this was an excellent conversation. I think Ish made his point. I think everyone else had their opinions. Yeah. So, and yeah. I think Ish, yeah. next month, will be part of the Halloween cast.
0: Absolutely. Uh, yes. You're hey. going to be Ish. we got to hey. talk to you about that. Hey, the bottom line, I want everyone to know this. The bottom line is everyone's entitled to their own opinion. You know what I mean? Everybody right. has their right. own opinion. And that's
4: that's that's the world we live For in. For the guys watching, Ish is right. You're a complete douche if you're walking around with jerseys on dude <laughs> don't do it it looks ridiculous guys like myself are looking at you like dude oh my god stop like come on man D- don't do it all right enough those
1: are dave broswick's opinion not necessarily <laughs> the opinions of like live no it's <laughs> not but ish was right man <laughs> yeah. uh, ish, yeah, i know I read, I read, what you're saying
5: yeah, what happened it's my with a swindle jersey <laughs> worst day when we need when we need it <laughs> Say
4: that again. No. That was what? Ish. What happened, dude? I said, did somebody with a swindle jersey like swipe a nice piece of poon from you? Like, what happened, dude? Like
6: what no, it, down, was, it, was a, it was it was a velvet jersey. That's what it was. It was, a it, it was, all, it was all bad. It was packing heat. Buyer buy packing heat. Batch, 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 that's what we call them. Batch nine point five. You know, <laughs> it's one of the all things.
0: Right. Ugh. Did he win? What What was the the uh, spring break Lake Havasu? Do we really want to go? You wanna oh, open, are we really we going you? there? You want no, to I'm not you talking about him tournaments. I'm talking to him about winning this contest. About
6: th- contest. I know what contest you're
0: talking about. Tell me what What's the name of the contest? I'm anymore? not
6: saying I'm a hey. hey I, the fans still love me, so I'm still not gonna say that. You can go there if you want to. Oh, okay. Yeah, it, not it starts with something. It starts with something and ends with Zilla. That's all I can say.
0: <laughs> Zilla. We got to move on. Uh, let's let's move on. We're not talking about Byron anymore. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, hey, I, I mean that was great. We actually flushed it out. That was great. We yeah. talked about it. We flushed that yeah.
2: out. I think we hit it from all perspectives. We
0: did. We hit it from all perspectives. We let people have their opinion, and we all have our own
4: opinion. Maybe we can have an after-hours Ike with Ish talking about some of his conquests. Because I mean, I, Ooh, I need I like to live that. vicariously through something. I'm a boring married guy. You
6: guys really, you guys really, you guys really don't want to know. You just try to no, it. I do yeah. want to know, Ish. You, I mean, that's why I'm asking. You're, you're, aren't you married?
4: Uh, I'm, I'm definitely boringly married. I'm happily
0: married, yeah, but, I mean, my you, life
6: you really is predictable. Yeah, let me
0: tell you how bad it is. It's predictable. Dave's main gig now is gardening, so... <laughs>
3: So's is yours. Huh. I know. Mine is so. <laughs> I, I got
0: <laughs> you beat. <laughs> I, love
4: I got it. you beat she on says, my phone. Oh, I was listening was to Machine Head today while I, was, while I was deadheading my roses, dude. Wow. <laughs> hey,
6: Mike, hey, Mike, Mike, when you Damn. come to California to practice for the Delta, Becky will know that you're okay.
4: Yeah, that's true. Don't kill him this time.
6: I yeah, know. Don't I, hey, he boat. killed
3: himself. Thank you. He oh, no, himself. I threw
6: myself out of the boat. The last shit, one was exactly. in
3: the hospital call. Yeah.
6: Yeah, yeah, That was, but hey, that was on him. That was not on me.
3: Uh, yeah, yeah. I blame both of you. Yeah, it was both of us.
6: All right,
0: everybody, uh, real quick, Ish, while you're on the phone, let everybody know, because you got a million thousand fans. Who cares about all these negative people? Let everybody know where they could follow you, how they could follow your life. Tell them. Tell
6: them. Um, you can go to, you know, you can go to ishmanroad.com, but I also have, you know, Twitter at Fish for Ish, um, and Facebook Ish Monroe. Professional angler Ish Monroe. Um, Don't die. That's, that's pretty much it. Not really working on Instagram. I mean, between Twitter and Facebook, keeps you pretty busy and trying to be a you know true bass pro, not a Facebook pro. Sorry, that's I love it.
4: it. I love it. Not backing down.
0: Ish Monroe, everybody. Ish thank you, man. Thank you. Good guy. Wow. I, I want everybody to know that Ish is a really good dude. Ish is an amazing dude. And he's entitled to his own opinion. California guys just they're different anyway. And you got to you got to you got to understand that. You know what I mean? And and you got to accept that. There's just a different you know, they're, they're. I don't want to say more brash, but they...
4: But where he's from, the section he's from, is a very brash area. It's no different than where we're from. That's
0: true. You know, That's he, true. Uh, it's a very aggressive yeah. area.
4: They have a strong
0: opinion. They're not yeah. afraid to say it, you know. Yeah. He's entitled to his own opinion. I think what he said was misinterpreted by a lot of people. I don't think he said it was because of those guys mm-hmm. why he performed crappy. It's a he good was de- just making a point.
2: It's a good debate to have. I think there's a great point there, and I think there should be a way to distinguish the the pros. I think there should be. I agree with that. There is. It's and, called and the Elite Series. Well, wait a minute. Or the FLW Tour series. Wait a minute. Or I, I know there's or a bunch of others,
0: you know. Let's write this down as a note because what you said is a much bigger topic which relates to the anglers organizing together. Mm-hmm. And I'd like to talk about that on another show. So that's a great point. Brian DeCarbenter, do we have a do we have a
1: call? We or, do. We have a call and he wants to talk about uh I don't know what he wants to talk about. Okay, who uh who do we have on the line? What who do we have on the line?
0: Caller, what's your name? Where are you call from?
1: Cat Newton,
6: baby, what's shake you? Newton Fat Cat everybody. <laughs> yeah, fat yeah, <back> cat <laughs> It's Dr. Fat Cat Newton. I just parked my race car outside. i got to go to bed in a second because i
0: got an NBA game tomorrow. You're rolling the uh, ish conversation all up in I I like it. By by the way, this is, even though we're running late, this is Fat Cat's Corner. This is an official part of the show. Segment. And we couldn't miss it. So, Fat Cat, thank you for dealing with our partiness tonight. Right
6: on, man. My pleasure. You know, I mean... Itch is uh, one of the main reasons I'm thinking about changing my name to Monday because i just got so many haters. <laughs> How are you going to hate? How are you going to hate on these dudes walking around buying jerseys even if they are getting 10% discount on sponsors? Come on, dude. If it wasn't for people spending this money and doing that, paying their way, and the ICAST, whatever, there would be no Elite Series. The money wouldn't be generated. He wouldn't be making mid-six figures. The dude is salty. I like Iz. He's a cool cat. I like he, he's exhausted because he hasn't done anything lately. If this dude was on top of his game this year, this never would have came out. Yeah, don't agree. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, don't agree. Yeah, listen, hey, let's let's go ahead and change the topic. It's lucky, man. Uh, like my grandma, my grandma would say, Baby, bless his heart. He just don't know no better. <laughs> hey,
0: Fat Cat, I got a quick question for you real quick. Uh, let's Let's talk about 1987 real quick.
6: Man, 87, listen, I'm wound up. Okay. So there's a technique I've been developing since 87, and uh, one of my most recent videos on YouTube, I uh, I finally revealed a secret of how I train for my hook set. My hook set, man, boom, goes the dynamite, baby. When, I, when I'm on the water and I set my hook, boom, I swear, you see people on the water, they are... Putting on fog talks because they think a thunderstorm's coming because I'm fast as thunder, loud as lightning. <laughs> 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 exactly. Oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, man, that's what I've been working on. man, it's my hook set, bro. My hook set. And I've also been working on a few Facebook pages. We don't have enough Facebook pages out there, like the how to's and how nots. Like, we need more Facebook pages teaching people how to tie a Palomar knot because 87 pages is not enough, you know? This <laughs> is out of control. But, uh, listen, man, I asked you a question uh, last time we talked, and I was really interrupted by myself with uh, another question. But uh, the question was, did you have any horror stories about when it was the 150 or what have you, when... We were fishing with co-anglers. What's the one story that sticks out when you had that co-angler come on the boat and you just wanted to
0: take him back to the top? Solid question. That's a good question, Pete. Do you have any on the top of your head? Any really <laughs>
2: bad, terrible draws from back in the day? Yeah, you know, mo- most of the draws are awesome, but uh, you know, I've had the pirates, man. That's what I call them. You know, when they uh, they're ready, they're ready to pounce on you when when you're when you're flipping out to a certain spot and you you reach back to switch rods and the, and the bomb comes from the cheap seats uh, and comes right on the target that yes. that you're going after. but Crossing
0: I, the imaginary white line. Have we well,
2: had any transvestites, Pete? <laughs> uh, <laughs> no.
5: Okay. Well, we can arrange that. I can make a phone call and we can hook you up. <laughs> I, think, I think my mom's off work. Uh, so. no, but back,
4: back, back to your question. Back at Mike. Anything from the top 150? Uh, I, I, I mean, I've...
0: Uh,
6: I, come on, yeah. dude. Come on. Let's talk about it. you got Something. You got somebody in the back of
0: your mind. We want to hear it. Why? Well, I mean, I've had it. I've, I've, I've It's unique because I've had it both ways. I've fished the top 150 as a co-angler, and then I, I qualified and fished it, you know, for a few years as a pro on the other side. So. I have both stories. I mean, I've had pros that had deliberately handicapped me from the back of the boat, and I won't mention those names. But I've also had. What do they rhyme with? Give us a name that
6: rhymes with another name. Same with the name rhyme with Shaw <laughs> Gritsy or.
0: <laughs> the, I mean, come on, man, uh, give us something. Uh, I'm still not going to talk about. It. <laughs> uh, but I've also had I've had co anglers that have, like you said, have kind of taken advantage of the situation. Or I can I'll never forget the co angler I had at Toledo Bend because I remember we were staying. At that trailer.
2: Yeah. The the, the
0: lady that rented her trailer yeah. out. And, and We had the hot tamales. The, right. Exactly. You know, and the guys that did drugs from Jersey were staying with us, all that stuff. I don't want to get into that, but do <laughs> you remember that tournament? I had a co-angler there that literally was was like... Aggressive to me to the point where I thought I was going to get in a fight with my co-angler <laughs> because I was catching him and he wasn't, and uh, he was mad. God, he was mad. Did he have a jersey on? Yeah, uh, I don't even have it on. He had a jersey on, but, <laughs> but flipping <laughs> bushes, you know, catching them, and yeah. he wasn't. And there was this. It was the most uh, awkward moment I ever had with a co-angler, besides the time that guy pulled the keys out of my. Car. I was going to mention that. that. which is a whole different story. Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, <laughs> What was his name? Shevowitz? I tell you,
2: I, I, <laughs> Shucky Greenberg. I've what? had I've had I've had worse experiences when it was the Invitational's, and we used to pro have to pro. draw pro on pro. Pro, on pro. I I almost got in fistfights with with uh, well wow. one time in particular. Yeah. Wow. You know it it, it got heated in yeah. those scenarios. Yeah. So if you look at it from that perspective versus the co anglers. Yeah. Man, I take the co anglers any day of the week. Yeah. Yeah. So you had to pick somebody's boat to fish off the back of Ooh, for a whole
6: gosh. entire season. So for the whole season? Say, yeah, say the elites were gonna go partners for, for some crazy, some wild card stuff. Whose boat do you want to fish
0: off the back of? <laughs> I you know, I'm gonna go ahead and say, uh, I I'd love I would love to fish off the back of Aaron Martin's boat. Hmm. That would hmm, be I my choice because he he, he's There's always yoga, a freak.
6: there at them yoga pants all day long. I, I love, I love oh, the yoga everywhere. pants,
0: and I love his, uh, yeah, and his his sneakers. What are the sneakers he wears? They got the little feeties. Yeah, the toes. Yeah. The toes are cut out. Yeah.
5: Gosh. Yeah. Come on, man. Get <laughs> on it. Jesus. <laughs> we love
1: right.
5: Aaron. Don't get
1: mad at us. Steep it back. it up. I was yeah, watching the Pittsburgh classic
4: when he dropped to his knees, dude. That was oh. the worst, man. That was horrible.
0: Wise God, hate yeah. me. Oh no, that wasn't Aaron. That was, was Stockel. Oh. <laughs> no, that was Dave Bauer. Dave hey, Bauer. That was Dave Bauer. Dave Bauer. Raj,
5: <laughs>
0: oh my gosh. So that's who Is listen, I want
6: to. Uh... The OBX, man. Like, apparently, everybody in New Jersey goes there, too. The Outer Banks. The Outer Banks of North Carolina, Absolutely. a little interesting, thing, right? Oh, yeah. North- yeah, all right, yeah, let yeah. me tell you a little story, okay? Uh, first of all, sweet Pete, I saw your parking job at the last tournament. You thought it was okay to park behind the no parking time?
2: Yeah. <laughs> yes, I did. I think,
6: apparently, all of y'all do that. I've noticed a lot about <laughs> people from New Jersey in the past week on my road trip. Uh, <laughs> must be something in the water. You guys must get a lot of... Uh, a lot of like, uh, 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 I, I don't, yeah, I was common go sense.
2: We have a lot of people here where we, disability live. we, have, we checks. have to make do
6: disability checks because apparently a lot of you guys in Jersey only have one finger on your left hand <laughs> because every time you went to wave at me, there's one finger. And state inspections in Jersey,
9: good job. You have to have turn signals at work
0: because nobody in Jersey has turn signals at work, apparently. Well, I don't know if you knew this, but uh, uh, um, Who's, who's a guy, Beck, who's, uh, who t- has who uh, seven fingers on tour? I don't
3: know. He's not on tour anymore, and you did me bad on
0: Who <laughs> oh, Who is it? You
3: did me wrong.
0: Who's the guy, who's Bojangles?
3: So, so, Guy Eager. Guy Eager. The first year I came out on tour, Mike goes, that guy doesn't have ten guy fingers.
0: Guy Eager has seven fingers. Seven fingers. He can fish a spear like a mother. That poor man has fingers.
3: ten fingers, and I, sent, I sure? sent the entire season staring at his hands. He thought I was are crazy. Are you sure? I
0: stared at him. I'm hand. pretty sure he has seven fingers. He
3: thought I was crazy.
0: Okay, he has
3: ten. Ten. I counted them like 20 different times. They're all I there. I don't know about that.
0: For uh, that. Fat cat. Real quick. Let every. I know. I always do this because I want people to know the real fat cat. I want people to know the the honest, the goodness fat cat. Tell the fans once again. Where can they follow you where can they where can they reach out to you where can they where, they would all to over the place yeah I'm
6: fortunate man with my superstardom I've been given a lot I've had Facebook has reached out to me Facebook has yeah. given me my own page Sa well, okay. Newton on Facebook Instagram just started that bad boy up Sa cat Newton on Instagram and YouTube. You are well, the cold, straight bumping son. Been doing it since '87. <laughs> See, my videos are game changing. I'm a, listen, what? <laughs> hey, trailblazing, and pioneer. I'm teaching everybody but the boom, girl, the dynamite, the hook sets that will change your life. I'm teaching you how to dress. Exactly. I'm teaching y'all everything on the YouTube channel for Fat Cat and Newton. It's unbelievable. I mean, Like I say, I've been thinking a lot about you know I've been a lot of pressure about what I'm going to do next year on tour, but um I'm waiting to hear back from Trip. I've called Trip about eight to seven times. I'm thinking about fishing the classic this year, but uh, I'm just like I say waiting for the phone call back from him. I've got a jersey coming in with a bunch of sponsors that are giving me 10% off, and I think I'm going to ride there with Ish. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Thank What do you fish?
4: What what trails? What kind? What level do you fish
6: at? I think right. I fish a little bit of everything. I started out like you fishing John. I'm one, pretty much one of the best fishermen, like urban, local legend, folklore. Uh, from what I understand, <laughs> they say that I'm pretty much one of the best ever. But uh, I fish a little bit of everything, man. I fish the Fredericksburg Fishing Club. Used to fish the weekend bass the by club. Sportsman's Trail. We fish uh, like right here. We're on the Potomac, man. Potomac River, well. Right now, from a downhill slide, was one of the best fisheries and will be again. Uh, Snakehead. AVA, BFLs, uh, the Rayovacs, you okay. know, we, we do it all, man. Uh, try to spread my love. Like, just try to, I'm, I'm more worried about teaching right now than I am fishing because I've reached a level to where I can't do any higher in my knowledge. You know, what, maybe one day <laughs> you come down this way, maybe next time you're on the James or something, I'll take you out and show you a few things.
0: Well, I'd like that. I'd love to join you for a day of fishing.
6: Uh, Yeah, I'll show you a few things. The booty goes to dynamite. I'll show you that hook set. Hey, I know we gotta go. I'm tired. We gotta be up an
0: hour and a half. Fat cat dude, everybody! Fat (laughs) cat! Fat cat dude, everybody! (laughs) i tell you, the fat, the fat Cat's Corner is a great part of the show. And I always like it because it's toward the end of the show, and it keeps everybody energized. Fat Cat int- don't like it because he's got to get up in three hours. I know, he's got to get up in three hours. But he's an interesting guy, and i got to tell you, since 1987, the world's a better place because of Fat Cat Newton. Agreed. Agreed. Very good. Agreed. (laughs) Man, what a what a dynamic show. So here's here's what we're going to do. We're we're running almost like an hour overtime. Uh, (laughs) This is unbelievable. But we've obviously got to cut a few segments out. But uh,
3: hey, look 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 what's on the screen.
0: What's on the screen? I don't. I can't. I can't see that. I'm blind.
3: It's a little shout out to kids. It is. Yeah. What does it say? So I got this amazing post on my Facebook page yep. today.
0: Can you blow that up full screen so from, I can see? From, uh... Oh, we'll probably lose it. We'll
3: my, my cousin's better half. Okay. So uh, his right, son, it then, gonna lose Jeffrey. It. Yeah. Went to school. Yeah. And apparently, what does that say? Name a famous person with whom you'd love to be spotted. Yeah. And he put Mike Anelli.
0: Mike Anelli. Ah. Yeah. Uh, and what's his name?
3: Growing the youth. Uh, Jeffrey Rudolph.
0: Jeffrey Rudolph. Thank you very much for that. That's unbelievable. And I, I like that pronunciation of the, my name better than any any of them. Mike Better, better
2: than Lacanelli better, like
0: better than Trip Weldon when he
4: was like, can you, you thought your name was like uh, Mr. Mix-a-plix,
2: for yeah. God's sake, the way he said it. <laughs> I
0: know. I know. That's all. <laughs> (laughs) Right, that's right. And Lackanelli I like uh, because the milk milk milk. thing with the breastfeeding. I like that. (laughs) Lack Lack thereof. thereof. Lack thereof. Yeah. But uh, real quick, Brian, let's get get, get Pete here on the main screen. Pete, tell everybody real quick. We're not going to do the BU tip of the month. We're not going to do the trivia question. But I want to know, tell people how they can learn more. Through Bash University and especially Bash University TV, tell them about that real
2: quick, will you? You know, try Bash University TV. It's a it's a fifteen dollars a month subscription deal. Right now, we still have autograph Mike Iconelli shirts. Yep, uh, for subscribers and some and great gift packs, just for trying it. Uh, go to thebashuniversity.com and just click on Bash University TV, and you can subscribe. Try it for a month. This week is Johnny Cruz. With uh, deep diving crankbait, Johnny Cruz, master crankbait yeah, fisher. Wor- it's worth every
4: penny. I mean, it's it's so educational.
2: It's outstanding. It, it really does. It helps you it increase entire- your. Greg Hackney last week was featured. Mike was, I think, featured the week before that. It'll increase your bass fishing IQ. Whether you're a beginner, intermediate, been doing it for 20 years, it's going to give you something to help bring your game to the next level. So definitely check it out.
0: There you have it, guys. Bass University TV of Bass University. And by the way, Bass University, we're going to be announcing our dates real soon. We're in the works Keep your eye out. Go to Univer- uh, thebashuniversity.com. Um, we're, 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 it's going to happen soon. It's going to happen soon.
2: Look, look, for it. look for it on com. We'll be announcing yep. our new sites here real soon. We're going to be in Tulsa, Oklahoma for sure. Absolutely. Nice. And yep. uh, we've got a bunch of new cities that we're going to be announcing here real soon. I yep. would. You know what? Let's do the trivia question anyway. I think it was pretty cool. You want to do it? Well, we don't have to we, I just uh, see if you guys can get it. All right. We had Chicago Blackhawks here, you know, superstar here. Yeah, you know what? Hold on, hold on. Let's do it. Bright throw the, throw the phone number up there real quick. And this is
0: great cuz hardcore fans right now are going to win this cuz they're still watching. Everybody else still is watching. sleeping. Let's they're do it. Let's do the trivia. This is how we'll end it. Let's do a trivia question.
2: We had a classic in Chicago. Bassmaster Classic
0: of Chicago. I remember right. that. Right. 2002 two or 1?
2: 2000. Two thousand. All right. I don't right. even know. Who won? I, woo Days. Woo Days. Wu Shu. Wu Days. Woo woo, 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 woo. Days won the event. And he won it. Woo. It, it, was, it was Woo's 15th Classic. He won it with a small weight. Eight pounds, eight and a half pounds was the final day weight that to win it with. The question was where did the weigh-in take place? Ooh. Okay, here's I your know.
0: trivia question.
2: You know Nobody that? say nothing. Everybody be very quiet.
0: Where did the 2000 Bassmaster Classic in Chicago, where did the weigh-in take place? Uh, first one to call in, let's limit it to callers. First one to call in, there's the number on the bottom of the screen. You're going to win the trivia question, which is... Am, I, let, am, let, am I eligible? Yeah. You're not eligible. I'm call, uh, come <laughs> on. We're not eligible. We don't <laughs> even have it right here. Let me just tell you. This is the Tackle Warehouse Trivia Gift Pack, which includes T-shirt, hat, koozie, and... $25 gift card for Tackle Warehouse. Very important. Outstanding. I want a
4: Tackle Warehouse koozie, for God's sake. It's awesome. <laughs> you
0: can drink your burrs with Tackle Warehouse. Do we have a caller already? Do we have an answer already? We do. Okay. Uh, uh, caller, what's your name? Where are you calling from? What's your answer?
3: All right, Don. Hold on one sec.
0: Okay. Hold on. Caller, All what's right. your name? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold
3: on. Uh, I, got, I, got Don, I got Don on the phone. My Don, my give me your answer.
0: Donnie. Don, how you doing? Where you calling from, Don? I'm from uh, Madison, Wisconsin. Okay. What is the answer to tonight's tackle warehouse trivia question? What if I'm wrong? If you're wrong, Sol- yeah. Know. Soldier Field. What?
6: Soldier what? Field.
4: You are correct. Yeah, correct sir. on that. The Packers suck, though.
3: Soldier <laughs> <that's laughs> <my laughs> <answer>. Field. <Wow. laughs> That I you that was like that was
6: so fast. I are my favorite <laughs> fisherman on the frickin' planet. Yes, and thanks. you just said the Packers suck. Hey, do you remember when we were on the Madison Fish you remember you fished the Madison chain for uh what was it, that one tournament? Great outdoor games. Absolutely. <laughs> you remember that? Yeah, remember you you were skipping docks and I said, Hey man, can I watch And you? you said, No problem then you, you you hammered your uh jig at me about fifty miles an hour and said, Check out this jig, you almost took my head off. You remember that?
0: I don't remember that, but that's funny. Come on! Yeah, it was probably a stinker. Yes, it was. I said, Look at and I and I said, "It's a stone jig." And you went, "Yep." Yeah, it's, a, it's an awesome jig. That's actually an awesome hey. place, for, for the guys who don't know, the Madison Chain is disgusting. It's sick. It's it's a bass factory. All the lakes connected there are, are amazing. Pretty pretty sick place. It's an honor talking to you, Ike. Hey man, great uh, great answer. Thanks for calling. Stay on the line because uh, Miss Rebecca is going to get your your mailing address. We'll get that to you.
4: Good job on Soldier thanks, Field. Thanks
0: for the call, man. Good Good answer. That was a quick one. That was. A,
4: I thought it'd be more challenging. That's the fastest than that. ever, yeah, now. Yeah, what good. else they're going to weigh in in Chicago? For God's sake!
2: Th- well, a, you know they could have gone to the arena where the Blackhawks play. Yeah, but they went to Soldier Field. That's, that's, that's like a Chicago. big stadium to have a weigh in. That's like a hundred thousand. Kudos to, in to Chicago
4: for still having it Soldier Field. Yeah. Not like some what? stupid bank.
2: Hey, I want. I do want to give a shout out to Bass Cat Boats. I want to, because we were going to talk about Bass University stuff today. Yeah. And one of the things I was going to talk, I just come back from Lake St. Clair. You know, we saw some boats get swamped. Super swamped. And I, I was going wow, yeah. we to talk a little bit about rough water, you know, driving techniques. Yeah. But, man, I, I want to give a shout out to Bass Cat Boats for building the Cougar FTD. Put
0: that hat right up there to
2: the screen. That, you know, I ran that boat through some giant swells. That boat slips through the waves man. as good as any boat I've ever driven. Absolutely. It keeps its nose up when you need to keep it when it needs to keep its nose up. Yeah. It can run through the really, really big water. And man, that's so important when you're out in that Great Lakes and you're trying to be safe, trying to get to your fishing back. Yeah. You can cover miles in that boat, man. That's a brilliant boat. I run the Cougar. I think you run the Puma. Puma. It's the yeah. same hull, a little bit different uh top yeah. layout. But outstanding boat. Very, very tough. Very good in the big water. Definitely cuts out. the big water different. Yeah, yeah. It, it does. Boats, it does. Yeah. It does.
0: Bass cat. Badass boat in the waves or in the woods. <laughs> you, nice. you, you can survive. You tree can boat. survive. You can survive. Uh, let's, uh, l- let's do a little wrap-up here. This is probably going to be a longer uh, wrap-up than normal. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> is that? Yeah, that's what I want Is that what you want it? Yeah, that's what I want it. Uh, this is going to be a longer wrap than normal, but uh, real quick, let me send a big teaser out there to everybody. Uh, silence it, Brian, because this is a big important thing right now. Uh, big teaser for the next show. Dave? I know you're excited about this. In my glory. Pete, you just heard about tonight. Brian the Carpenter. <laughs> Becky, I know you guys are excited.
3: <laughs> Woo! Why am I excited?
0: The next Ike Live Show, October 27th, is gonna be Wait for it. A
1: Halloween
0: Special.
3: Special: Okay, we love Halloween in this house. It's love Halloween.
0: It's a great. It's, a, it's going to be a great show. It's going yeah. to be a Halloween special. Let's not even give it away and, and, and tell them what exactly is going to be. But I, I will say this: everyone here, and we're going to have special guests in studio, along with our normal cast, everyone will be in authentic costume for the show.
2: Authentic? Authentic costume.
3: (laughs) All right, but can we give like little hints? No, no no hints. No hints, As the month goes on. What about the year?
2: The year of the theme? No,
0: no. We're not going to give anything away. We want you to tune in next show. It's going to be a Halloween special. It's going to be a lot of fun. Everybody's going to be in costume. October 27th. Keep your eye out for that. I also want to remind you, as always, Hey, man, you can download this if, uh, if you've missed it, if you've got a buddy that missed it, an uncle, a friend, an aunt. Uh, if your mom was sleeping and she wants to watch it the next day. <laughs> You can download it. Uh, Just go to mikeikenelli.com, click on the Ike Live tab, and you can download this entire show. Watch it, listen to it, do whatever you want, right? Listen while you work.
3: Absolutely. Hey, Troy wants to know if we're wearing pro jerseys as costumes.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Who was that, Troy? Troy. That's funny, Troy. Watch the next show. You're going to get a blast out of it. And uh, a special shout-out to Mark Jeffries over at Bass Zone for helping us. uh, BTL, watch it. He's got a great program. There. Special shout out to Fishity.com for the support. Thank you, Fishity. Uh, Power and also Tackle Warehouse. We know you shop there. Keep shopping there, man. It's, it's a great the best, store. It's the best site. It, it, it's the best. And uh, a special thank you to Pete Glusick, as always. Dave Brods, a KK Fathead, sitting in. We appreciate uh, it. Object to that, but thank you. Thank You're you. becoming an important part of the show. Can we get you to quit your regular job? How much we got to pay you to quit your job to come here? <laughs> Not much. <time? laughs> Can we pay you a beer like we yeah, pay mine? Yeah, pay a big beer in a few bucks. That, that's good. And some brats. uh brats. And brats. <laughs> yeah. And... Uh, uh, yeah. As always, man, we love the support. Let us know what you think, man. Let us know. Uh, you know. Follow us on Twitter, Mike underscore Iconelli. Uh, let us know what you think about the show, how we can approve it. And are we going to do the – can we do the outro thing as a tribute? Do you I have get, that? Yeah, I'll get to it. Yep. Okay, let, let's do that. So we're going to end the show. We started it talking about 9-11 and thanking the military, active, and veterans. We want to end the show. We're going to do a little video tribute. To 9-11 and, uh, and, and everybody in the military. And th-
2: thoughts and prayers out to all the family members that were affected by that. And, Absolutely. And continue to be affected by that. Uh, we're still yeah. fighting those wars. Absolutely. Doubt.
0: Absolutely. It, it still goes on. So Brian's going to queue it up. Uh, thank you, guys. Uh, Ike Live, show eight. It's in the in books. The books in the books Shine, everybody thank you good job thank you thank you man what a good show Whew. we're going to keep talking because Brian hasn't queued it up yet <laughs> <laughs> I, I heard something I don't know yeah. what that was it was oh, just like oh, jingle or something. I, we're going to have to
2: start the show earlier so that we could go four hours we might have
0: to start at 8 <laughs> that's actually for the next Halloween special maybe we do yeah, start yeah I don't maybe. know about that 8.30 ok we'll see you later guys I'll thank you now. God bless
2: America